0: I was so excited not to see Steven anymore, but like Mark <laughs> is just nothing too. You know what well, I yeah,
1: mean? yeah, like anytime he's about to do something interesting, there's Steve. There mm-hmm. the Bob will fed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Cree and Skrull of all ages, welcome to the MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast, a show where fellow like-minded Marvelites have assembled to discuss, review, theorize, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is John, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host and fellow Egyptian God Council member, Travis. break down the third installment of the newest mcu disney plus series moon knight the friendly type so we've hit the halfway point of the series we have moved the action from jolly old london town to the sandy dunes of egypt reshuffling relationships and raising the stakes so, for the first two episodes, we had seen the majority of the events unfold with Stephen Grant as our main POV character, despite knowing the much cooler and much tougher Mark Spector, uh, being the more prominent identity of Moon Knight was right around the corner. And, um, I was, and I hate to say this, but I was, uh, after getting to spend this entire episode with Mark Spector, Travis, I was expecting a little bit more <laughs> from from Mark Spector, yeah. and I was greatly, greatly looking forward to the change of pace from the uh, the whiny kind of cartoonish British. Um, kind of twerp to the much tougher mark specter now that we've been introduced to this supernatural mythological kind of world that is the the mythos of moon knight so i was kind of excited and ready for an action-filled change of pace <laughs> um which we did get action here and we did get to significantly detour from again the whiny twerpish uh britty Nonsense that that was uh Stephen yeah, Grant for the first yeah. two episodes, but still he talks didn't get a things mark. are about to get
1: too good, it's...
0: yeah, absolutely. And even when things are getting too good, we kind of leave Mark Spector for a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're um, we're kind of expecting uh, Moon Knight just kind of like as a character to be a little bit more visceral and a little bit more violent and mm-hmm. while like there there is a lot of action in this show when we finally get to see moon knights spare off against actual human beings this week uh which was uh, a <laughs> kind of nice change of pace um i for some reason to me and i hate to sound like it like the show as much as i am enjoying it isn't living up to kind of Tougher expectations that I initially had, or like bloodier mm-hmm. expectations that I initially had. Does that make sense, yeah, or am yeah. I, or am I being too baby I'm not maybe?
1: expecting Saul or anything. I just no.
0: want
1: there to be as much blood as Falcon in the Winter Soldier, or something like that. Where occasionally there's a little. <laughs> Uh, there's real stakes to uh, these fights and everything. Uh yeah, I guess there's like uh, someone gets a bloody nose or something. At some
0: point, yeah, maybe this episode. And one of the henchmen, uh, Well, I mean, and you, we do get see like deaths in this episode. Like, uh, Moon Knight isn't one to like throw punches or anything like mm-hmm. that. In the comics, he doesn't have a uh, like a Batman s code where he's not going to just kill some of the enemies who he's dispatching like really quickly mm-hmm. and like when mark does transform into moon knight towards the end of this episode and he's fighting all of these henchmen um he's chopping them up with moonerangs mm-hmm. <laughs> and stabbing them with spears and and beating them into bloody pulps um but <sighs> I don't know. It's there's it's a say, largely bloodless affair altogether yeah, when that's yeah. happening.
1: I would say the most violent thing that happens, that one of the heroes does, is comes from Layla. Sure. Uh, yeah, there's a moment where she stabs someone in the nipples with moonerang or something similar. It's like a, a necklace, but...
0: It's it, jewelry turned moonerang, which yeah, was pretty yeah. fucking cool.
1: Uh, yes, yes.
0: And honestly, this episode did give us more Layla, which I am liking a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. May Calamari, I think is how we pronounce it. Famously not good at pronouncing people's names. I you
1: didn't call her uh, Calamari. I did not call
0: her May Calamari. Yeah, yeah, so
1: that that's good. It's not the worst case scenario. I I guess we should kind of preface this. Please don't drink it personally if you enjoyed this episode a lot, but I am starting to enjoy this show much less by it's, it, it's been consistent at the quality that it is, but it's just not what I'm really wanting from the show, so yeah.
0: And like before we started recording <laughs> and we were like kind of talking our way through like some of the things that, you know, we thought of, of this episode, I felt like I was, because I've seen nothing but like fairly universal praise yeah, for yeah. the show from the fan community. You know, um, everyone on our Facebook group really loves it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not being a buzzkill or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, on any for of them.
1: anyone that enjoys it, yes.
0: Yeah, but I felt like, you know, when we first got on and started talking, I I was kind of talking to you like, I'm not a crazy person for not, like, loving this too much. You know what I mean? And and basically you had, like, the same kind of sentiments where, again, like, preface this entire thing with it's awesome that people are enjoying this. Mm -hmm. I am really liking it for the most part. Like, it is really fun, and it's, like, you know, led by two Actually, three really charismatic performances because I like Layla a lot on this yeah, show. Yeah, um, yeah it,
1: for me, it's just the difference between good and great. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: And Moon Knight's a character that I am just kind of partial to. I really do like Moon Knight from the comics. So I was really. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, I hope Moon Knight is great because Moon Knight kicks fucking major ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like with the show, they're just doing something different than any of the runs that I've read at least have done where they focus on the mythological angle uh, to an extreme degree Um, more so than just having it be an element of a street level hero. Uh, They're trying to do something, I guess, grander, but
0: yeah. And that kind of fits into the Marvel cinematic universe like even though this show has like little to no connective tissue aside from like a couple throwaway lines but mm-hmm. the scale that they're going with this thing does fit into the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe a little bit better and you know we've always said how one thing that's allowed uh, the MCU and 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 Disney's Marvel Studios to like sustain this long is having everything Divided into like little genres, but within the larger cinematic universe as a whole where you get, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and, um, you know, Captain America, the Winter Soldier being these like spy thrillers. And then the Ant-Man films are these like heist movies and the Guardians movies are these, uh, you know, space opera comedies. And like just having those little like sub genres within your overall cinematic universe and your overall franchise has allowed for sustainability. And we haven't seen a, like, scrappy, archaeological kind of Indiana Jones adventure
1: yet. No, no, the closest thing we got there was the beginning of the first Guardians movie. That felt like a sci-fi Indiana Jones where he's going to explore this lost city or whatever. But yeah, that's the closest we've gotten.
0: <laughs> and and star lord has uh, a lot more personality than uh, mark specter does who's just like
1: yeah, empty yeah. shell
0: tough guy and then super meat, cartoonish british guy like again like having the dissociative identity disorder like you know being a major part of moon knight obviously that and the mythological stuff is what the show is really taking from the comics mm-hmm. um and and having all these various personalities does give Oscar Isaac a lot to do, but um it is a lot and uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to I hate to be a buzzkill about it, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do yeah. like Layla though quite a bit. Yeah, um, I think
1: she's an improvement over the Love Interest in the comics. It's just kind of a Love Interest in comic books.
2: Mm-hmm. Just, mm-hmm.
0: Uh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, in, in the comics, Moon Knight's um, love interest is a girl by the name of Marlene, who eventually becomes like Mark Spector's wife, um, gets knocked up by Jake Lockley, Mark Spector's uh, other uh, personality, and is the daughter of the archaeologist who was killed during the mission that, that got Moon Knight killed as well. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, got his superpowers granted to him. Like, she's a large part of the Moon Knight origin, and obviously, her name is Layla for some reason on the show. I'm still not really sure why they changed I the have name. a
1: theory on uh, some of that, like, it, it, it coming off of a theory that you had on either last episode or the one before, but
0: okay, yeah. I think it has a lot to do with them wanting to tie the show heavily to egypt and like having actual egyptians on the show and actual yeah. egyptian representation on this show a lot he, you know
1: yeah uh, the showrunner i don't know if you've read any of his interviews in the lead up to the show where he's been badmouthing pretty much every show that's ever been said in egypt. <laughs> <laughs> and how fake it is and uh, how he wanted to give an accurate representation of what egypt actually looks like with real egyptians and stuff like that more power to him but yeah
0: are you getting um anything from the way that this show is filmed uh, that makes it feel any different from any of the other uh shows that you've seen set in egypt like uh, do you uh-huh. feel like this is better representation than uh those scenes in indiana jones
1: <laughs> oh yeah Because i'm kind of getting the same yeah yeah, yeah. are seeing, you noticing I'm that pyramids and deserts and... me too a place where people are hitting people with sticks on horseback. That is the biggest difference. And I don't know where that's supposed to be or their appearance.
0: There's a lot of those, uh, those markets like really crowded markets where people are selling things.
1: Yeah. 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 It just doesn't, I don't
2: know,
0: but we don't see like a camel with like a, and a guy with a snake charmer. Oh
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. None of the really racist stuff. That's
0: true. That's we great. don't see the uh, comedic monkey with the little Fez cap on, like stealing an apple, you know?
1: Um, <laughs> I'm going to resist the urge to refer to that as an improvement. I like little monkeys. It's, I do too. Yeah, yeah. It would be wrong, but
0: yes. I, I could use for a little mm. monkey being like Mark Spector's, like, sidekick. Uh, Scrappy Sidekick, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Name Crawley. They just renewed Yeah. <laughs> the, that would have been fun. That would have been fun. Their reimagination for the mcu's Crawley was of a little Fez capped uh monkey who helped some thief in the uh bazaars mm. and the the markets of Cairo. That would be pretty fun. <laughs> um in terms of direction, uh, we kind of mentioned how last week um Aaron Moorhead and Jason Benson had directed episode two with the cinematographer from uh movies like The Green Knight and Ghost Story, all the um David Lowry movies, and you know, he he was a cinematographer on your next. But again, um Benson and Moorhead are two while they're not like big name directors there no but they they're very like they have their own style they they have their own following and they 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 make like heady, strange science fiction horror um and we were talking a lot last week how we didn't see any imprint of them like kind of on that episode in terms of like craftsmanship or anything like that and now um the other Director muhammad Diab, who kind of serves as um, showrunner, it seems at this point. You know, yeah. uh, um, he's the one who I see like all the interviews with. He he's returning to direct this week, um, and again, I don't see like a ton of like filmmaking flair. Fresh.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It it feels fine, but just fine. <laughs> uh, it's not egregious or anything for the most part, but. I just feel like they're hiding a lot of stuff from us. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I get that these are TV shows and not movies; they don't have the budget. But you don't have to do every project if it if you don't have the money for it,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or if you're like not like hungry to to have it make like a you know something like really. Unique and distinct, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It, it feels very just kind of work-mini, like going through the motions kind of filmmaking and stuff yeah. like that.
1: It, yeah, there were like two scenes here where I could kind of see the money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, We'll see. Maybe the next few episodes are going to make me eat crow, but... Sure.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. And this, this episode does have Moon Knight make a moon-shaped... <laughs> uh, cape as he yes. dives down into like a spraying bullets
2: mm-hmm.
0: like a field of spraying bullets and you know that's kind of what I was asking for too <laughs> yeah,
1: you know? yeah I will admit that is something I definitely wanted and I didn't think we would really get so that is nice
2: I, yep. just, I can't imagine that
1: cape CGI is that expensive <laughs> and, like spawn that well, we had cape CGI and it surely is getting cheaper It's sure. Uh, Running sure. moon shaped capes.
0: So, yeah. it, it was not moon shaped capes, but it did have a um, like a PlayStation cutscene of hell <laughs> that I that I'll never forget. And uh, what's his what's that villain's name? Malbrosia or yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that movie has like John like like masturbating and like farting
1: in a, in a big
0: fat clown suit. In, yeah. <laughs> in a big fat clown suit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's not Which all that's what we're
2: saying.
0: No, yeah, no, yeah. No. What we're saying is that Moon Knight could use a little, you know, funny little clown taking a piss and, and a monkey sidekick. That's that's what we're saying.
1: <laughs> or just like John John like yeah,
0: yeah, voicing the the monkey. Yeah. You know? Or
1: concho. I'm sure we would have done
0: that. No. <laughs> John Liguizamo would be a good conchu. Uh nothing nothing against the great f marie abraham he's got some standout lines and he does
1: he does
0: i appreciate his flair for the dramatics i have to say Kanshu is um you know he's tough and brooding but he's also like kind of a prima donna and like really dramatic and likes <laughs> to make a show um and like at one point in this there's that meeting with the gods and like mark specter is like what aren't you coming with us and conchu very like rupaul drag race like turns around he's like oh i'll be there you know like (laughs) smoking a cigarette like like oh you bet baby i'm coming and i'm just like yo Kanchu is kind of like a like a bit of a drama mama and i do appreciate it um the show also has some uh kind of funny bruce campbelly performance coming out of Oscar Isaac when he, like, gets possessed by Kanshu yeah, I mean, later in the episode. Very
1: silly, but I didn't mind it. that part of it too much. Like, it's... Uh, and it, it does kind of lean into that Kanshu is drama. He just gets fired up and into his own detriment.
0: Yeah. 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 For, for better or for worse, he... He has a flair for the dramatics and it's it's very, very funny. Um and Ethan Hawk uh continuing to have like fans on him at all time for, for extra drama where his hair is just like always flying. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. It's
1: like sometimes it's when he's using his powers,
0: but not always. Sometimes no. it's just throwing in one. No. His kind of um like uh like messianic complex like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like his whole like i am a prophet thing he's having a ton of fun and i do appreciate it
2: mm-hmm.
0: to an extent you know as much as i you know we were ragging on the show ethan hawk um is having so much fun in this role <laughs> and it's it's great it's kind of hilarious to see you know i you
1: want to get into the extra episode uh, we've got to talk a bit about the yeah we've kind of
0: danced, danced around the generalities of the episode <laughs> um the episode opening with uh Layla speaking to this woman who we have to presume that she's known her entire life while she's yeah. going through these motions of making a fake id um you know and just like dropping exposition on us with um you know, general statements about Layla's dad being an archaeologist and Mm -hmm. having dragged her around with him his whole life and things all to kind of get us, you know, into um, knowing Layla a little bit better, like stuff that you can kind of see about her, like world-worn, world-weary kind of uh, daughter of an archaeologist who died, who knows all the inner workings of this criminal art dealing and things along those lines.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I... uh. Oh, God, when you describe it that way, it does sound like there's some sure and charter stuff going on. There's-
0: yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I was a little bummed that they didn't get the uh, these artifacts belonging in a museum line at, at any point in the episode so far, if they're really wanting to... Yeah. They own the rights. Uh-
0: Yeah, and they might as well have. She's uh, Karen Allen, basically, in the Indiana Jones movie series. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? She's a very similar character, you know, knows her way around a gun, all that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to know why she needs a fake passport. I assume she's a native of Egypt, but uh, I guess not.
0: Sounds like she's a wanted criminal of sorts in Egypt, potentially, but too. But she
1: used her real name on the passport, and that's Layla hmm. isn't her real name.
0: Oh, her uh, real name was on the passport?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what kind of threw me off about it. You can get a fake passport you don't put your real fucking name and your real fucking picture on it. That doesn't make <laughs> any sense to me. I, yeah. It's like shaking cat litter at fucking a cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am very mad I was on... Um, the androids amazing podcast with their friends at androids amazing mm-hmm. comics earlier this week on on their podcast to talk about morbius the dracula man which we won't make fun of on this show because we did retire making fun yeah, of yeah. it's uh it's lead star we have retired making fun of jared leto uh officially but when i was on it i i had mentioned oh just wait i'll talk about shaking poop later and, and they all looked at me like what the fuck is he talking about like shaking shit i was like oh morbius knows all about shaking right. shit um because uh there's a scene in fucking morbius where like a, <laughs> a detective like they're like scoping out some girl's apartment and he like picks up the, ba- the 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 kitty litter box and like shakes it instead of like whistling to the cat and it's mm-hmm. like cat's not even here Took the cat with her, like shaking a bag of shit would actually <laughs> call the cat over to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's.
1: Uh, I think the cat would probably know the difference between kibble <laughs> and kitty litter, like the sound of it, uh,
0: yeah. and that one's made of shit. You know. Yeah,
1: um, and you're stirring up the stink, so surely it would. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I forget if it was Tyrese or the the cop who was playing Tyrese's, uh, you know, partner or whatever. That's. Mm-hmm their whole bit there's like two tough guy cops chasing after him and one of them is Tyrese who mentions at one point like I'd like to thank you Dr. Morbius you your fake blood that you created that you have to drink to stay alive saved me in the Afghan war Mm -hmm. um But, like, we don't know why he says it. And apparently Tyrese posted on his Instagram, like, two weeks ago, a picture of his character with, like, a robot arm, like, firing (laughs) guns in the woods. And it said, like, just you wait to see what a badass my character Luther Strode's going to be, blah, 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 with Uh, his bionic arm. But we never got to see his bionic arm. All it did was shake kitty litter (laughs) for a a couple seconds. (laughs) It's such a waste of, um, you know, Tyrese's bionic arm. That would have made it a little bit cooler of a film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I appreciate um people who work in criminal organizations like the the lower rankings like the people who make your fake passports or your fake ids or you know always like they take the picture like the parts in like movies when someone's like making a fake id where like you know take a picture and then put it through a printer and then make the fake id Mm -hmm. and like stamp it like i love that process and like the weird scumbag they always have doing it and uh (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah like, there's one in, like, Hackers, you know, there's always one in, like, a cop movie, things mm. like that. Um, I liked this lady helping her, and, like, the parts where she was, like, having her, like, put the cool goggles on her mm. so she could, like, see a little bit better. All that stuff was kind of neat. <laughs> it
1: was, it was. Mm-hmm.
0: The uh, shout-out to the subtitles of this episode, too, uh, confirming that this character's name was uh, Legero, who is a character in the Marvel comics of Egyptian origin, Uh, like a weird uh, (laughs) golden age character that has nothing to do with the sketchy passport lady um, Mm -hmm. who was like a ancient Egyptian Pharaoh that got like sunk into a city like Atlantis and then came back as the dynaman and fought with like the, the human torch and the invaders, you know, and that entire era. But I don't think we'll see this lady shaping up down the road <laughs> she for the dynamite. Quite
1: spry enough, yeah.
0: No, <laughs> no, dynaman spinoff. Uh-huh. Ethan Hawke, um, having the time of his life, uh, pretending to be like a, like a fake Jesus-like figure, kind of like walking <laughs> through out the, in the, the desert.
1: desert? Yeah, uh, yeah, out in With the his desert. Uh, sidekick who like suspiciously like Joss Whedon. I uh, I don't know if you <laughs> noticed that, but when we they first got to it, I was like, why is Joss Whedon there? It's an... it. Uh, it's not in every shot
0: that you do tell him it's just some of them. It, it, it's just odd. Disney uh, hired Joss Whedon to come on to pay Penzance, and they have like <laughs> Ethan Hawke like whipping him on, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> on screen, just like public trial. Um, Ethan Hawke with the 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 sacred scarab too, mm-hmm. um, finding the tomb and the. This is he's here. All-
1: don't content. worry, he's here. Yeah, yeah, this is all uh, technically Indiana Jones-type stuff, but it just wasn't all that interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know.
0: Uh, it's missing uh, the notable, cool, like, score and great cinematic shots of, like, sunsetting and mm-hmm. people sweating and all that kind of stuff. It, conflict
1: but, on the way to the, uh, the society
0: featuring a very charismatic
1: lead of some description, Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, if only you had a ruggishly charming actor uh, (laughs) to to lead this film. Like, you know, Uh I don't want to compare um, Poe Dameron to any other characters that one Harrison Ford might have played in his day, but it's not like you have the actor who has been compared to Harrison Ford (laughs) as the lead on your fucking show. (laughs) It doesn't hurt, you know? Yeah, yeah but they still can't get it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It it is funny. It's funny how Oscar Isaac gets sucked into big franchises and, like, you know, is still thought of as... um, you know like an actor's actor kind mm-hmm. of and like you know the uh, comparison like the Al Pacino of our generation you know what I mean and and he does do those like great critically acclaimed stuff but he
1: he also gets roped into stuff like uh, X-Men Apocalypse yep. uh, yeah yeah, yep. and it's hilarious uh, yeah
0: yep. and Poe Dameron like you know yeah. the, the character was famously cucked by Laura Space Stern in and, and, mm. and Space uh what's her name um mary poppins uh <laughs> <laughs> you know like famously hated on oh, sequel series yeah like yeah. shit like he, he's also like involved in like just stuff that people don't like that i still think he's really good and mm-hmm. like he's funny that for every x-men apocalypse he's got his ex machina you know yeah 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 but, but he has gotten, like, the uh, bad batch of the bunch, like, a couple times. You know <laughs> what I mean? As he rolls around in his piles of money. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. For every Star Wars, there's a dune for him though. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Or annihilation, you
1: know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this sh- how easy do you think his job is on the show because we get this chase scene of mark specter having arrived in egypt hunting down the disciples of of amit and Mm -hmm. um layla following him but the first action bit where we're introduced to mark and he's chasing these um these criminals down over the rooftops of cairo like it sounds cool but mm-hmm. I don't think Oscar Isaac was there for a bit a second of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think he was on like some back lot in Georgia fucking mm-hmm. hanging out. Um, it's yeah. very funny.
1: There's a roof parkour and stuff like that. and that's okay. and there's some goofy henchmen and they're okay. And there's some uh, CGI knife toss that I don't know how much they spent on it because it could have been spent on something else.
0: Sure, like teaching a guy how to uh, toss a knife.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just kind of reminded me of uh, Crocodile Dundee for some reason. Just the, uh, the drawing all the attention to this knife. <laughs> it, I don't know. It just, it just wasn't cool to me.
0: Uh, you didn't like the part where the guy with the silly mustache did the big dramatic lick of the knife? Yeah,
1: yeah, that was very goofy, very goofy. Uh, <laughs> and then the action was very... Uh, very average and like mm-hmm. there aren't it wasn't like a long take anywhere but they were still hiding cuts
2: 100%. Uh, like a
1: few times where it cuts to uh, during like a, a back shot of Oscar Isaac or whoever is doing the action there
0: there's a one part where I was like, "Oh, this is actually kind of, you know, a take longer than 3 seconds where Oscar Isaac's <laughs> yeah. back. Not Oscar Isaac, but his back was on the ground and the camera followed him getting up and the guy went to stab him and he like reached around him and then th- it stayed on the same shot and I was like, "Well, wow, it stayed on for a long time until it panned up to the reflection of um mark looking into the knife mm-hmm. where i realized oh th- that might not be real and that might all be cgi and there's plenty of cuts hidden in here mm-hmm. and then uh the only bits of oscar isaac's face that we really see in this are of close-up tension shots where he's basically got him in the ropes you know what mm-hmm. i mean and yes, um yes yeah. uh i i didn't notice that until you
1: mentioned it, but yeah i think you're probably right on there uh, maybe that was a cost saving measure. I I don't like watching this show, just constantly thinking of what all they're doing to cut costs and where is the money they're spending on the show. Sure. Uh, yeah. I guess shooting on location. Yeah. Maybe.
0: <laughs> Do you know how many steps, uh, Oscar Isaac took in the jolly old, uh, country of england while filming this uh series i do not Zero. <laughs> Oh yeah it was
1: shot in atlanta or something it was
0: shot in atlanta yeah yeah. Oh, he, yeah he never even went to london but he learned how to um talk like a blithering pussy <laughs> um
1: <laughs> yeah they they're definitely intent on giving us a version of Stephen grant that i increasingly dislike with each episode
0: He gets uh increasingly more cartoonish where you know um we were like just saying like the only shots we get of oscar isaac during this entire fight sequences are these like close-up like i got the guy in the ropes and i'm gonna say something quirky to him or him looking into the reflection of like whether it be like a puddle nearby or a mirror or a lot of this guy's gigantic knife that he licked a couple seconds before and it's it's all uh you know, Oscar Isaac making silly faces, saying like, "Don't do it, Mark! Please, don't do it! Oh no!" And just yeah, be yeah. like C three PO, pretty much. <laughs> That's
1: pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate. Uh, yeah. I will say that the action isn't the worst in the MCU by any uh, because, like the the Loki scene, just sure. the the time master's finger sure. everybody.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask what you think the weakest points of action in the mcu were
1: mm-hmm. that was did like the, the lowest probably for me uh,
0: sure yeah because the films have all been fairly consistent with the yeah, action
1: yeah
0: you know even when they some
1: dodgy cgi here and yeah there, but
0: but they always go out of their way to have a couple sequences of cool hand-to-hand combat and this it mm-hmm. just feels like such like par for the course kind of you know, here's a fight scene now, you know, and you don't really get anything. And these reflection shots, like Oscar Isaac is obviously having a blast doing it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, cause it, it's a lot like he's making choices, like very obviously, like, uh, he didn't phone it in basically at yeah. all, which, which I do appreciate, but, um, him kind of Mark Specter, like kind of blacking out into being like wimpy Steve. And now we see it, you know, reversed basically, where we would see Stephen black out and then wake up in like a puddle of blood. We're seeing Mark black out and then wake up like as a repercussion of something that, you know, Stephen did or mm-hmm. possibly a different personality would do because every time he keeps blacking out here and waking up, Stephen thinks that, uh, you know, Mark just did all this fucked up shit, and then they'll like look around and everyone will be like completely terrified of Mark, or like yeah. there'll be dead people everywhere and they're like on do the edge think of a it's cliff.
1: reasonable that Mark thinks Stephen uh, had anything to do with it at all. Like that to me is just preposterous. <laughs>
0: like, you don't think Stephen would have just snapped because yeah. Mark has that one like, look what, Stephen, what did you do? You killed like yeah, five yeah, children? Yeah. <laughs> he
1: accuses Stephen of doing this awful thing or whatever, and it's just a. Like, Mark's just not very smart, I don't
0: think. <laughs> Mark is such a blank slate, like, yeah. tough guy, action guy, like, does nothing but, like, flips guns and barely says a word. <laughs> you know, he's like a non-character character. Um, and some of the stuff that Mark says is very silly throughout this uh, this sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, teenager committing suicide bit was... Uh, got an unexpected laugh chuckle out of me because <laughs> <laughs> this is where Kanchu is like bring him to the edge and tip him over he'll talk don't worry about it and then oh, yeah. the guy cuts himself and like kills himself in the name of Ahmed and uh Khonshu's leaning over like hmm, I thought he was going to talk like that
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah my gauge was off uh, I yeah. like the shot of Kanchu on the flip side and even more so the next shot with Kanchu. Hanging out on a beat up car, which was satisfying, in you know, a weird way. I, I don't know. I, I didn't know it was, <laughs> it was something satisfying
0: I sexually in ways I never <laughs> imagined.
1: Yeah, I don't know why, because like we've seen him in other modern day scenarios, we're just hanging out in spots. But he was relaxing. He was like sitting down and.
0: It made me wish a George Miller's Moon Knight movie existed. The way, you know, there's like a Sam Raimi fucking uh, yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange coming out. It's like, man, if Marvel paid George Miller to make mm-hmm. a Moon Knight in the Desert, I'd be really happy. <laughs> and like that little bit where he's sitting on the car, mm-hmm. it, it reminded me of... A lot of this episode, bits of it reminded me of Mad Max. Like later on, um, you know, they go to this guy's house and it's like basically just people jousting and like weird yes. like temples yeah. and i was like oh it's like thunderdome kind of like um you know but um yeah konshu looks fucking cool like i i don't I mentioned how they they have had like an onset presence like a mm-hmm. motion capture of Kanchu. I didn't know how much of it was like all motion capture like green suit, how much of it was like just clothes and shit thrown on top of a green suit, you know. Oh, yeah. I figured the head was fully CGI'd but like I think it was fully CGI'd for this entire episode. But Kanshu looks awesome. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And the again like textures like nerdy like cgi stuff like like textures and light is notoriously difficult like hair follicles yes. but this thing seems to, like, flex, like, weird, gnarly hair follicles from, like, everywhere. Like, they have these weird tendril things connecting the neck to the body where it would be, like, some sort of, like, spectral head and there'd just mm-hmm. be nothing there. There's these, this weird, like, kind of skeletal stru- structure made out of hairs or fabric from his from his kind of scrubby clothes. Mm-hmm. He, he looks fucking great, like a nightmare, you know?
1: He does, he does. I, that is where I don't really have any complaints. Conchu, like, he great consistently. Uh, mm-hmm. More so than the Moon Knight suit itself, where... Sure. Yeah.
0: Do you like F. Marie Abraham and the kind of, uh... Again, like, we called it, like, venomy kind of Conchu, you know? But, like, him kind of just being, like, trying to be snappy and trying to be quippy and trying to be funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you like uh, it?
1: I don't dislike it but it took some getting used to I guess. Uh mm-hmm. It's fine. I I
0: I think it's a good approach and he is kind of like that in the comics like he has flair for the dramatic and and he he
1: Well, he uh, Mark have and like a uh, antagonistic <laughs> at the
0: time. Extremely. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's... Where Conchu's been like a villain at times. Mm-hmm. You know, like recently in the comics, that's what they like always do with Conchu. Mm-hmm. That's what they did halfway through the Lemire run, right? Um, Jason Aaron had um, a Conchu event in his Avengers run, right?
1: Yeah. To be more specific, it's called the Age of Conchu or something like that. And it's terrible.
0: <laughs> and it's not so hot. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, just uh, Jason Aaron's worst impulses. Uh, for me, anyway. is it as
0: as much myth building as possible, and just
1: it's just where he matches together, pretty much. Moon Knight gets everyone's powers. That's it.
0: Yeah, uh, he he does that.
1: Makes use.
0: Yeah. She Hulk has returned to form in the comics, though, my friend. And it's her like She Hulk
1: is great.
0: It's great. It's like I, four issues. in... Like
1: also, so. Uh, him being in
0: the book is a uh, plus. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But he's a pain in
1: the ass to draw,
2: though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the uh, the first issue of the, the new She-Hulk run where, like, you know, for forever, well, not forever, but for the past, like, year, Jason Aaron has had She-Hulk, like, as this buff kind of savage She-Hulk, right? Yeah. Isn't that what they called her?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And the second she gets the kinda of like, oh sexy lady, green lady body back. She like tears her skirt. She's like, fuck. And it like it like got back to uh I don't know, just being fun and like not taking itself like hundred. Yeah, yeah. Serious. That like, was
1: my issue with the way he writes She Hulk is that it's just Hulk. Pretty
0: mm-hmm. much. Yeah. <laughs> uh
1: <laughs> like, and that isn't interesting to me. Like the John Byrne run of She Hulk is fantastic and sure. very playful. Breaking the fourth wall in a more interesting way than I feel, Deadpool does. Really, where
2: mm-hmm.
1: it literally moves the plot forward via fourth wall breaking.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like um, like narration bubbles mm-hmm. to the extreme. Basically, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Like their whole purpose in comics to like propel things forward. Well,
1: like a video game, like an open world game, you'll have a fast travel system, uh, to quickly get around where you want to go on the map, and she does mm-hmm. that with like with the plot basically you know sure you're sure traveling across yeah. town can't we just do like a cutaway or yeah
0: can't we just um you know uh, travel by map as they call it in the muppets whenever mm-hmm. they're like how do we get here and they're like let's travel by map and then it'll just be a montage of them in like a car and like a little
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: know like a car like on a cutout like moving over the map mm-hmm. yeah um dan slots run on she hulk ripped as well and um i just uh, want the re- to be fun that's
1: all
0: Me too. I'm hoping for the best with that show, too, because Mm -hmm. I think like a 30-minute kind of quippy She-Hulk would be a ton of fun for a little while. We may have gotten
1: some delays with that one, but... Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they're talking like maybe early next
0: year. That's in post-production now, right? Mm -hmm. They already shot it, and I'd imagine that the post on that would be the biggest nightmare of all these shows because your character is going to be 100% (laughs) you know motion captured (laughs) you know it's going to be
1: yeah Yeah, i'm curious to know how much oh she hulk will get in that show because she hulk isn't like torn about being a hulk she likes she prefers being she hulk to being jennifer walters yeah some uh volumes
0: yeah yeah she hulk rocks being a seven foot tall hulk lady yeah, yeah. Like uh with a passion and brings it to work every day with her and is like the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Jennifer, yeah, she's the best character. Um, I, I hope for the best. But again, you're gonna have somebody who's a hundred percent motion generated all the time. It's not like you know, doing ruffalo here or there, mm-hmm. you know. You can't um,
1: just cut away whenever she's gonna turn into the Hulk or anything and just come back when she's like mm-hmm. the Jennifer Walters and don't yeah. know what happened.
0: Yeah, it'll be funny to see how that that works out. Um and Marvel does CGI characters like pretty well. Like, you know, Kongshu is a mocap character, right? Yeah, yeah. Essentially. And and he looks fucking awesome. Um he shows his his flair for drama in this next <laughs> sequence where um Mark Spector's like I don't know what to do anymore. Do you have any ideas? Won't the gods have something to say about this? And uh he's like I don't have any uh, good ideas, but I have a bad one. And he does a little like spin flip and turns mm-hmm. into uh, the moon <laughs> causing a, a total eclipse over the world, uh, which ruffles the feathers of the other gods. And um,
1: Yeah. do you think the other pantheons notice or are, are anybody in this world really? I mean, we see it later on where people are,
0: are they just used to it at this point where crazy things just constantly happen the- and <laughs> That's what I um kinda keep thinking about with the show <laughs> is is um you know, wiping out half of the world is like part of the course.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You know, so like so like people are just totally numb to it whenever, you know, skies start flipping and you know, mm-hmm. mystical uh, you know, looming clouds come over egypt and you know it turns into like ghostbusters for a couple seconds um yeah i'm pretty sure like the people of earth at this point are like completely traumatized like the way we were like post 9 11 but just like every single day of their Mm -hmm. life they're clinging to (laughs) their loved ones (laughs) because there's no making out of this without some giant purple god monsters of some sort Mm -hmm. um I like uh Kanshu's flair for the dramatics with the portal opening up for Mark and him being summoned into the great pyramid of Giza for a meeting with all of the gods to uh bring Hera to trouble and ask them to to jump in on um on the fight that is going through. Um do you like how heavy they're going into egyptian mythology on this show i um, do
1: i just wish we saw these characters in god form like you mentioned before we went on there how it would be cool to see them standing behind their avatars or whatever sure just something like that i know that would be crazy for the budget or whatever but it'd be awesome and
0: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um uh, no yeah, the set looks good and that is one of the areas where I do see that they spent a good amount of money. Uh, so that's nice.
0: Yeah, that definitely looked like um, like a set that you would build at like a Pinewood Studios or something. Mm-hmm. Like along those lines, are, like one of those massive Disney lots down in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Did you notice the number of gods that are here? Because I guess supposed to be nine total including Amit and kanshu there are only five, five. Like seven yeah. total yeah and i think Bast is one of the ones that's missing and i thought that like you see a, a cat guard statue so something that was going to be here but that's Technut. um hmm. i i mentioned bass because of the, the relation to wakanda specifically and if we have a thor movie coming in with a character named Gore, the God Butcher. Sure. Are uh, these all uh, enhancement talents? <laughs> where these are all just the gods they're introducing so that they can be murdered later by a certain God Butcher? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that would be... Nightmare. I mean, they're going to
1: kill the Wakandan patron god, I don't think.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would be possibly in some bad taste considering uh, the yeah, way real-world yeah. events turned out for that film and, you know them not being able to cast um the sister anymore for her anti-vax <laughs> sentiments, you know? <laughs> they don't, probably wouldn't well, want to talk to the King Black Panther. Bit, but yeah, uh, we'll see
1: how that goes.
0: I would hope so, because we also know that... um, Like, isn't Russell Crowe in Thor, yeah. Yeah. right? And he's playing one of the Greek pantheon gods, like a Zeus, right? Zeus,
1: I think, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we'll... Be introduced to more pantheons of gods, mm-hmm. and um, they mentioned in this episode when uh, fucking Mark is being taken over by the spirit of Kanshu, and he's doing his very silly, dramatic voice, like pleading <laughs> his case, you yeah, know, yeah. With, yeah. with with like the white, like um, the white eye effect, like the lightning eye effect, like Raiden would have in like a Mortal Kombat movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentions. Like leave the overlord or the overvoid um <laughs> to them and, and in the comics. Like just mentioning the overvoid could be like the introduction. That's where like all these pantheons like live. It's like yeah. another place, like the negative zone or or something mm-hmm. along those live lines, you know what I mean? Like a uh, parallel dimension. Um, but like Thor and Loki and Odin and as guardian gods are like technically from that point in space too. Um <laughs> i i am thinking back on the very first episode and do you recall when the bitchy boss at the gift shop where mm-hmm. steven grant was working and him were like working inventory and steven's like you know they made an error on the front and she's like this better not be another audition for you wanting to be a tour guide yeah and he's like, no, you see, this only has five gods on it, and there were really seven, Mom. Oh, were there? Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: thought Annie had literally meant nine.
0: Maybe. Or <laughs> well, whatever. He says yeah, something yeah. It's like, it's missing two gods there, chap, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that has something to do with it, too. I have no fucking clue. Right like, it's not, it's not purposeful. Like, they wouldn't not oh, yeah, have yeah, all yeah. nine people if they didn't <laughs> we not have all nine people. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious as to what that's for, and if it's going to be something related to gore and if gore the god butcher tied into moon knight that would well, be pretty funny
1: if it did i would need him them to actually look like gods it couldn't just be him murdering their avatars because that would be lame as fuck
0: <laughs> that would be super lame and yeah. like i said just like
1: people in business in a thor movie getting murdered that mm-hmm. not a not a good picture
0: Uh no um and not getting to see the gods it's I don't think it's too much to ask, like just animating like a smoky <laughs> thing behind yeah. them that looked like, you know, it, an Egyptian person. It makes
1: it even worse because the Egyptians have the coolest looking gods. Other yeah. than maybe Hindus. So like, they put it all outside into theirs as well. <laughs> uh,
0: but the Egyptian gods are the best and um, it, it would be cool if we got to see these things in any kind of animated form. I keep thinking <laughs> like, we haven't brought this up yet on the show, but Stephen Summer's, uh Mummy Trilogy, were you a fan of it back uh, when it I first came liked
1: out? I the first one. I don't know that I ever saw the sequel, so.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think those movies are kind of rad, and I was mm-hmm. kind of at a good age for them. What were those, like 98 or 99? I was like yeah, yeah, 12, like 13. That. Yeah, yeah so.
1: they perfected uh, face and sand technology. Yes.
0: Uh, <laughs> it was always face-in-sand, face-in-water, or face-in-objects-in-houses, yeah. like like curtains or smoke. Or, or wallpaper, you know what I mean? I'm thinking of uh, the haunting with mm-hmm. uh, Liam Neeson and Catherine zeta Jones. <laughs> have you ever seen that movie?
1: Oh, I have, I saw that in theater, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a beheading at one
0: point. If oh, when Wilson thing. gets beheaded, yes, oh, yeah. by a big like pendulum in a yeah, it. fireplace, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That movie single handedly perfected CGI like babies on wallpaper. <laughs> you know what i mean there's like it looks just like the we have the technology now we can finally (laughs) do this we can finally do this like uh paul verhoeven doing hollow man where it's just like watching me squeeze Elizabeth shoes boobs (laughs) and josh brolin's butt (laughs) like like what are we doing here it's like spraying you know paint into the air so we can show you kevin bacon's dick swinging you know (laughs) um but the mummy movies loved sand in um, like waves coming mm-hmm. at you in some way, shape or form. And then you would have like someone's face in the sand, you yes, know? Yes. Um. But this should have more mummy vibes <laughs> is what I'm saying is, uh, yes. you know, I, I, I kind of wish it embraced like how it, it sounds so fun to say these things out loud. And I texted you today where I was like, I'm not too crazy about, um, you know, this episode, but mm-hmm. every time I say plot points and things that happen, it like makes me giggle because it's <laughs> just like so ridiculous. It's cool on
1: paper like <laughs> the avatars of the Egyptian gods are going to meet and they're going to hold a trial. That sounds cool on paper to me. Mm-hmm. They could have done the Stargate method and just like had them wear a ceremonial clothing or whatever that would be cool too. Yeah, that's cheap. ish. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I would like the music to be more loud banging drums and just yeah, like yeah. dong 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 and just like <laughs> some fire flying up, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe a heart getting ripped out of somebody. Yeah, um,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, that'd be fun. it be fun. <laughs> Dear Marvel <laughs> <laughs> Um not asking for a lot, but please have Ethan Hawke eat someone's heart next episode. I don't uh, think they're gonna uh... wear
1: anything still at all. Uh, at no. this time they already had the other avatars uh chastise Kanchu for his garishness to justify their own blandness.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh you don't want to see okay. Ethan Hawk turn into a crocodile uh hyena god monster?
1: I absolutely do. I just I don't know <laughs> if they're gonna give it to us.
0: <laughs> that would be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I wish they had uh like the heads of the gods, and it was just like the normal people with like mm-hmm. heads of the gods popping out, and like we got to see like a cat person talking to like a <laughs> like a like a bird you person. You have to make
1: their mouths move. The a country doesn't have a Mm-mm. mouth at all,
0: really. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just like all beat. Yeah, I, I, so Arthur Harrow enters every single. Escalating element of this show Just at like perfect timing Like basically like they come to some Heightened situation mm-hmm. and then Ethan, They're like but now we have to hear From Ethan Hawk. and he just kind of walks In and says like here here you know what i'm doing is fine everyone leave me alone and they're all like you know we hear you out (laughs) you know
1: the the egyptian gods justice system is worse than the american justice system i think where they just take ethan Hart's word for it Mm -hmm. and then Tonshu doesn't mention his evil cane that's directly linked to Amit or anything Mm -hmm. uh if I was conscious I would have just been like, magic. lift
0: up his arm and show. Yes. He's got a magic tattoo. Just lift his sleeve up and yeah, show him the magic he's, he's tattoo.
1: Yeah, with the evil gods symbols. Yes, mm-hmm. it is very easy to investigate, and mm-hmm. they just, just miss the uh, the mentally ill person here, and he mm-hmm. can hot go on his way. Mm-hmm. I saw yeah. that <laughs> may be what they were going for, but yeah,
0: it's like, oh, uh, like you know, your highness, listen, this man is mentally ill. It's like, sir, you just walked in on bleeding glass and you have blood all over your feet. and yeah, you, like, You're yeah. talking like you're Jesus. Like you are fucked up too. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's the most suspicious guy ever mm-hmm. just being like, yes, but this man is mentally ill. It's like, oh, let's hear from Mark Spector. I've seen him are talking you-
1: to himself. It's yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah not let's get this guy help you know what i mean like (laughs) oh let's shun him to the corner and turn him Mm. into stone (laughs) um yeah i I didn't really appreciate how uh hara was able to turn the tides on on the situation so quickly and kind of kind of get out of his way real quickly but we are introduced to a lot of like tomb raider-esque um you got to get this treasure plots coming up soon
1: I thought you were going to talk about uh, polygonal uh, tips. (laughs) The original Tomb Raider, the. uh, Oh, sure. Yes, yes.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Let's talk about I was going to say, we don't really have any of that in this, so I wasn't sure what you you were referring to there no but i do remember the polygonal tits very well at a very young perfect age for me to have (laughs) them right in front of my face and like at one point i couldn't afford tomb raider but i had like a game informer demo that was the first level and then you got to like run around her mansion and like torture her butler do you remember (laughs) that
2: i did
1: the training mission yeah yeah i yeah you can die in the training mission i remember that
0: Mm
2: mm-hmm
1: your neck jumping off of things,
0: but I remember playing the shit out of that and pointing out the boobs. Obviously, every single oh, time I showed someone, yes, there's
1: someone naturally,
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, God bless them. Um, but no, we are introduced to a lot of Tomb Raider esque. Like, I've heard of a man who has a sarcophagus of a gypsy man, uh, only this gypsy man is aware. Oh, no, not a gypsy man, a magi. Um. Mm there's this ancient magi who knew of the location of whatever this God's name is, you know, um, burial Thomas. statue. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and Layla is like, I know just the guy. It's a man by the name of Anton Mogowit, who has the sarcophagus. Um, so they, put on fancy party clothes and get on <laughs> like a raft to go up the Nile.
1: Right. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do.
0: Yes. Um, which is very strange. And they reminisce about their marriage um, and how at one point it seems like they were happy with one another and got along, but this guy seems so like, like blank, like he's the blankest person ever, like anytime mm-hmm. she mentions anything he's just like, yeah, sure, cool yeah this <laughs> like, could have uh, been boat stuff Like,
1: <laughs> this could have been boat stuff, stuff but <laughs> it, it just is on a boat but it is not the um, same quality for me uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one line that made me laugh very loud is when the other patrons of this raft start putting on loud party music and one of the dancers does this like yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, like kind of noise, and Mark looks at her like real longingly, and he's like, "I haven't heard that sound since our wedding nights." And like, they just look at each other, like, "Mark, that was so long ago." And part of me was like, "Isn't that the kind of thing you'd say?" Like, "Hey, wasn't that like our wedding night?" Like, "Isn't that that's like when you banged?" Is that when that noise came from? Because I didn't realize like either of these people were Egyptian. That <laughs> didn't make like any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe they had a xena
1: themed wedding or something
0: pretty yeah. much because yeah, it was like the xena noise i didn't really do it any justice i um went back and watched the hercules pilot movie <laughs> <laughs> and the one where he uh fights the hydra the uh... He fights a Hydra, but it's, like, the pilot was, like, uh, something in the Amazons where, like, he finds, like, this tribe of just, like, beautiful women who have lived for, like, so long and for a little while you think they're the bad guys and then you find out, like, no, there's something bigger, you know, and... Uh, mm-hmm but I'm like kind of on the Sam Raimi kick, uh, gearing up for our Multiverse of Madness episode where mm-hmm. I'm like losing my mind and I'm starting to watch the TV-directed Sam Raimi stuff and Scott Papper <laughs> stuff.
1: <laughs> I understand, I understand. Yeah, I... Uh, I Not Sam Raimi, but I, I... Did you know there was a Conan the Barbarian TV series?
0: I did not know there was a Conan the Barbarian. It's on Tubi,
1: and I started watching it the other night. I have been... Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know why I hate myself this way. <laughs> when was the uh, Conan the Barbarian television series airing?
1: I think like ninety five or something.
0: Oh, so it coincided with the craze of um of Hercules, the legendary series, and Zeno the Warrior yeah, yeah, Princess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That And Highlander, obviously, mm. another show that you watched some of and I watched some yeah, of. Yeah, we, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I loved it when I was a kid. And, yeah, yep,
1: yep.
0: I'll get a Samurai uh, a Highlander sword <laughs> from QVC at, like, four in the morning with my mom's credit card, please, like I did once upon a time. Um, the... Pilot for Hercules is surprisingly fun to watch because it's very Sam raimi oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But that show is so, like, it's on in the background while you're kind of stoned in high school. And I was just like, yeah, hey, this show's kind of cool, but it ended was up airing. I very
1: impressed with the Hydra cgi as a child. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it
1: may be one of the more striking things uh, imaginable now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It- it-
0: but they do a lot of stop motion in them. Oh, okay, they? Do. They do. They do. They do quite a bit of that. And it's quite a bit of um, like just funny whimsical music with like guys with no shirts and like <laughs> hot babes with like metal bikinis riding on horses.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're your best uh, effort to emulator Frank Visea growing or something. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you, uh-huh. Are you going to be seeing the Northmen later on this week?
1: God willing,
0: I I hope my theater gets it. Yeah, I would like us uh, to talk about that, whether it be online or offline, but Mm -hmm. I have not been more excited, I think, Travis, for like a movie release, like the Batman was kind of close, but like my I get like butterflies in my stomach sometimes thinking about how excited I am (laughs) that Hollywood gave robert Eggers, 95 million dollars to make a movie you know what i mean yes yes yeah like i'm a big fan of uh like the quote-unquote blank check factor as the blank check podcast would call it <laughs> where like a director that you're kind of rooting for from back in the day like who made a couple okay movies ends up with their big blank check movie you know like a uh, ryan kugler kind of got his with yeah, yeah. black panther um, I like that uh, Robert Eggers is going to be a $95 million like <laughs> Marvel budget movie about Vikings <laughs> and it has Bjork in it as like a witch queen. A mm-hmm. um, good
1: casting there. Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he's got a scene where Willem Dafoe plays like a soothsayer and like screams <laughs> at a child in like a, you know, like a cave somewhere, you know, which uh, sounds delightful, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about very excited about that. Um, doing everything I can to not talk about uh, <laughs> Moon Knight. <laughs> so um, they get to this gentleman Mogart's compound, and it looks straight out of what I call before uh, the Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome syndrome, where it's got a bunch of shirtless dudes on horses playing some sort of weird javelin match. Like, is that what he two- looks like? Is
1: that what the uh- <laughs> The guy I was talking about, where they just have javelin matches in <laughs> compounds
0: with yeah. with giant neon pyramids with stolen yeah. mummies in them.
1: Yeah, yes, yeah, I mean, it's possible. I've never been.
0: <laughs> I have never been, but I'm down, and I like their style. Like I was very <laughs> impressed by. Um, whatever the hell was going on here, and how anyone could possibly get away with it. It was very flamboyant and crazy. And at one point he's like, So that's what this guy gets his rocks off doing, having javelin matches for <laughs> his enjoyment. And she's like, Not at all. He's being trained by the best. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it's very silly. Mm-hmm. And um, this guy's like right hand man comes up to Layla. And, uh, I don't know if you put it in your notes, but when he says, um, hello, she says, it's been a while. And I said out loud to my TV, it's been a while. Like I did the (laughs) state thing. Yeah. yeah, It was pretty funny. Um, he also mentions, um, I wouldn't think you'd have the nerve to show up here since, uh, you know, whatever happened to us in Madripoor last time with our friend Anton, um, which I think is the first time anything from the MCU has been directly referenced in the series, with the exception of the poster of what was yes. the name of that organization?
1: Uh, the Global Repatriation Council, maybe. Yes,
0: from um, yeah, yeah, GRC. The Bucky and Sam show. Yes. Yeah, or the
1: Sam and Bucky show. Here, right? I should. It <laughs> depends
0: on who's playing top and who's playing bottom yeah, that day yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is why we need more boat but stuff in you know, Moon I
1: think, it's firmly, I think it's firmly the Sam and Bucky show because Sam's plotline gets a proper send off. Bucky's does not.
0: <laughs> this is true. This is true. But Bucky did get the cry next to that little Japanese man. He does, he does. Yes, which is some sort of reconciliation for something. Um, (coughs) This uh, mention of Madripoor got me excited, obviously, because maybe we'll get to see Wolverine, which would be Mm -hmm. fun, but I doubt it. Uh, They just like saying it. It also has me a little (laughs) worried that our friend Layla has some sort of connection to Sharon Carter, who's uh, running madripoor as the power broker revealed in the uh bucky and sam sam show
1: the evidence is kind of mounting at this point Uh, yeah i didn't put that connection together or whatnot but i hope this isn't the show that gets burned with that
0: (laughs) we were not big fans of the sharon carter reveal find me someone that was (laughs) i don't know many people who were that did not go over very well um no offense to the actress who plays show. No, I wasn't at all. Just, no, I'm um, a big fan. Emily Van Camp. Is that her name?
1: That is correct.
0: Yep, big fan of Emily Van Camp, friend of the pod. But, um, <laughs> I was not a big fan of that reveal and Layla's like connection to the seedy underbelly of mm. like you know antiques and art <laughs> and things along those lines. It's just something that Sharon Carter would be involved in from what we've seen her be involved in. That's how. We got the delicious Baron Zemo dancing sequence.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Along with uh, our friend in the beginning, the um the person I was applauding for her cool visors making the passport and the IDs and things yes. like that. Uh, do you recall her having like a jar of candy kind of with her? I do not yeah she like feeds her like a little jar of candy and i had in my notes i wonder if this is turkish delight and remember (laughs) turkish delight i remember baron zemo Mm -hmm. and uh he's still running around somewhere right just being uh delicious what happened to zemo at the end of
1: he's in a wakandan prison i believe
0: that is right Mm -hmm. that is right um yeah so they show up at this uh party to see the sarcophagus
1: right yes that is exactly what they do
0: yes and when he's like in the sarcophagus chamber that's when Layla comes up with the idea to like you know use Stephen to their advantage Mm -hmm. like Stephen knows all this stuff about ancient Egypt he'll be able to have us figure out super Egyptian hieroglyphic clues faster
1: yes you're you're um omitting the bit where Mark negotiates his way into uh, <laughs> getting to see the sarcophagus.
0: He uh, says, I want to or something, right? Yeah, he yeah, and
1: so I, I need to know why you want to see it, and Mark just, I, I would like to see the sarcophagus for you, say. Yes, and that is good enough for this fellow.
0: Uh, <laughs> he asks him, face. have you ever had sex with the pharaoh? I'm gonna put your pussy in her sarcophagus. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just which is a Kanye much... West line. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm not familiar. I uh, sorry, I am an old man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'll claim that you bruised his esophagus. So, <laughs>
1: yes, I don't think they put anywhere near that amount of. Uh
0: effort into that dialogue <laughs> no into yeah. mark Spector's uh character in general in this episode mm-hmm. um during the whole indian scene where you know he's talking to this other god who's like <laughs> presumably had romantic relationships with uh the crow monster that is Conchu. she's saying like wouldn't he mention an old friend and liking her melodies and i'm thinking like oh this is kind of fun like seeing mm-hmm. the warrior princess nonsense and i'm having a good time but then, uh, what's his name? Oscar Isaacs, Mark Spector is just kind of like, yeah, sounds cool. Sorry. Bye. Like he just <laughs> doesn't do anything. Yeah. Um, and then, and then here, you know, oh, we're going to pose as a married couple, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Um, so why would you, I want to hear from Mark. Why would he want to go in? Can I just go in, please? I'd like to see this, please. Okay. Mm-hmm. Funny guy. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: pretty much. Pretty much.
0: Um, yeah, he's a, he's a big old ball of nothing who knows how to flip a gun backwards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? they do the Black Widow gun, it's strange. Uh, yes.
0: yes. Yes. And then um, Stephen being kind of catty in like the <laughs> reflection of the pyramid when he's in there. And he's like, let me out of the body. And, you know, like mm-hmm. um, it's. It's all a bit much, but it is it is fun. Stephen at least is something you know what I mean It's like Oscar Isaac doing something even though yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's getting more and more increasingly cartoonish and kind of ridiculous um and then they let Stephen take over and have he he's like cutting pieces yeah, yeah, of his piece.
1: sacred artifact. <laughs>
0: he's like cutting pieces of the mummy skin off to make like star charts or something.
1: Right. Isn't that what he's pretty much. And it's going to be shaped into what we think of as a star icon.
0: Um, It looks just like a star icon. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Well, yeah, I don't know. That was common back in the day. If that's what people have always drawn stars like, but okay.
0: I have no idea, but um, it doesn't really matter much. No, no, no. The, the rich art dealer... Um, Who's interested in
1: preservation of all
0: this yes. stuff apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I, I mentioned that so I can bitch about something later.
0: Okay. <laughs> do you want to bitch about Midnight Man now, or do you want to wait till <laughs> it turns midnight, and then we can bitch about Midnight Man?
1: We'll wait just a bit. Uh, okay. I mean, Harold is about to show up, and... Again, again. He's going we'll do it now.
0: Again, no, like... I I said it before in the temple scene in like every single scene where like tension builds in this Mm. episode, basically it happens like three or four times where, you know, the, the henchmen figure out that Mark is up to something. So now they got them all at gunpoint and Layla does something badass. All of a sudden Harrow just shows up and he's just like there. And he's just like, I'm here to talk to you and convince you (laughs) that I'm right. And you're wrong. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, and um it's just all like kind of convenient timing, you know?
1: It is. Now they did show someone following uh Mark and Layla as they arrived at this place, but where was Harold at that he can so swiftly arrive? Is he using some <laughs> sort of magic transportation that uh
0: we see him multiple times throughout this episode in the backseat of a car, roll his window down and be like, <laughs> well played old bird. <laughs> or something, you know, uh. like, like you're crazy old duck, you know, like mm-hmm. just say something like some bird pun and mm-hmm. then like drive away, you know, it's all very cartoonish, which I, I, again, like on paper, all this sounds totally fine. Um, So this rich art dealer you want to bitch a little bit about uh, Midnight Man?
1: Just a little bit.
0: Okay. Uh, okay.
1: Harold, they established that this guy cares a little bit about preservation of these artifacts that he collects or whatever. And then they have Harold win this guy over to his side with magic I guess, but he <laughs> the way he uses the magic is by destroying this precious, precious yeah. artifact. <laughs> it burns it completely and it's just you just cost the guy money, if nothing else.
0: It uh, is kind of funny how, like, this uh, magic purple, like Ghostbusters smoke comes mm-hmm. from his tattoo and cane combo, um, and it's just like Ethan Hawke, like chanting, like Kalima, <laughs> yeah, Kalima.
1: Yeah. You nothing know. quite that explicit, though. <laughs> I change those words so often as a kid, I don't know if they're actually iconic or if it's just me that's a weirdo that knows them all.
0: But yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh what does the kid say when he's like breathing really fast? Um you know in um Temple of Doom where he's like, oh sorry, oh sorry and he's like being uh tied down before he gets his heart ripped out and like dropped down. I
1: don't I I don't remember what the kid says, though but, yeah. yeah
0: where is our quirky cart sequence going to be in Moon Knight? You know what I mean? When are we going to get... I'm waiting for it.
1: (laughs) They did kind of advertise it as being Indiana Jones-ish, so we'll see.
0: The creators were quoted as saying, Indiana Jones meets Fight Club, and me saying, sign me up. That sounds kind of funky, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Although I'm getting all filler and no killer here. (laughs)
1: Yeah, there's not
0: really much fight to him either, just the uh, just the personality thing. Uh, yeah, this yeah. um handsome um you know clad-shirted gentleman uh, who owns the horses <laughs> and this crazy <laughs> Thunderdome Facility, compound. Yes, yes. Uh, his name is Anton Mogort, who is a comic book character also known as the Midnight Man. Here he's being portrayed by. Gaspard Uli, UL, I don't know, he's a French actor who had recently passed away which is a bummer because oh, yeah. they kind of set him up to come back as something here which would have been neat. Um, but uh, this guy had passed away and I'm thinking like, where the hell do I fucking know this guy from? He looks
1: familiar, yeah, yeah.
0: He looks so familiar and then I remember like flashback to the year of our Lord uh, 2006 and me being in college and probably being on an aint and cool fucking message board and seeing, like, <laughs> Hannibal Rising to be written by, you know, so-and-so and, like, Ridley Scott not coming back and being like, yeah, no shit, you know, you're making a Hannibal origin story now that the rights got reverted from Dino De Laurentiis to like some random company. The second they get it, they like make a Hannibal origin story and we've cast hot French supermodel and it was this actor and me just being like, that is fucking weird, you know? And then um, eventually seeing the movie, I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I think I saw it on um, actual Netflix um, DVD rental. Do you remember
1: I never yeah. had the Netflix DVD runoff. I saw the video store
0: at that time. So I was oh, you was bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was abusing, uh, the four disc at a time. <laughs> oh, had, yeah, yeah. 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 Like so hardcore, like so hardcore at the time. Um, but I remember seeing this movie and just being like, wow, that was fucking weird that they ever thought that was a good idea. And, and just it like, kind of clicking like, Oh, that's who this sexy gentleman is. Um, so, in the comic books, the Midnight Man first appeared in Moon Knight number three in his first ongoing series back in 1981 by Moon Knight creator Doug Monk and awesome artist Bill Senkiewicz. Um And then he appeared in like a three issue kind of arc where this burglar dressed kind of like the Prowler uh-huh. meets like Black Panther had been striking. All of these like museums and art dealers at exactly midnight every night, and the news is calling them the Midnight Man. And there's even some panels where it's like your city's favorite vigilante. No, not that one. No, not that one. Yes, Midnight or Moon Knight has been on the case. You know, they kind of like make fun of Moon Knight a little bit in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, eventually, issue first issue ends and you know we find out that the midnight man is actually this super rich art dealer billionaire playboy guy who's like very like you know studious and academic and like yeah, yeah. suave and you like this character. Yep, yeah. yep kind of see that with this character and then um moon knight ends up beating his ass and fucking kicking him into the sewer and then his his final issue is him having lived in the sewer, he's gone mad and like collects garbage and builds like art out of garbage. And it was kind of funny. I was like, wow, what is, you know, the, the eighties were crazy, you know, uh, sometimes in like these, these C and D list books, they always get kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was, I was kind of excited to see, you know, maybe this guy will end up being dressed as the silly character when oh, i first yeah, heard yeah. that he was announced um here i think they were setting up you know maybe an origin for him to do it later i don't know if he's gone forever but. yeah
1: yeah whenever you i first heard they had cast this guy as this character i thought maybe they were going to have it be a sidekick for uh Moon Knight because um Moon Knight, yeah Midnight Man's son eventually becomes a psychic for Moon Knight for a brief time and then it becomes a villain. And mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that's part of the early 90s Mark Spector Moon Knight yes. stuff, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, well, there's a crossover, Round Robin, uh, something or other, and it, it has like Noah and the Punisher and Night Thrasher. It's very 90s. The covers <laughs> are very recognizable to me, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I um, I do know that there was, like, a second Midnight Man, and that would be funny for there to be a child sidekick.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, this, Midnight. in the
1: comics, he was a full-grown adult, but with this guy being so young, they'd have to go pretty young for <laughs> a to be, uh, yeah, a sidekick, yeah.
0: So after Harrow destroys these precious artifacts and seduces the Midnight Man to his ways, we finally get our first glimpse of Moon Knight in this episode well, of the show called Moon Knight. <laughs>
1: I do need to talk about one more thing before we get there. And that okay. is that Harold uh, tells Layla that March is lying to her about how her father True. died. And that made me think of uh, maybe they'll have her be villain have her be the Scarlet Scarab that you mentioned in a previous episode. Sure. Moon Knight doesn't have a ton of villains, and she can, doesn't have to stay a villain. You, they can eventually come to terms, but
0: yeah. And the MCU does a really good job of kind of taking a couple characters and making mm-hmm. one character be the representation of those characters kind of very well, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, so having, again, like the sacred scarab was a Moon Knight villain who like was an archaeologist who like went crazy and like Moon Knight was kind of like hanging out with his daughter and then Marlene is you know Moon Knight's main love interest whose father was also an archaeologist who was killed on the mission that turned Moon Knight into Moon Knight so you can kind of see the Mixing of those origins, kind of a little bit. Oh, yeah. I can kind of see her turning. She shows some competence in killing this episode, yes, yes. kind of coldly.
1: Uh, also, it would give a character a legitimate, yeah and like a little bit a legitimate gripe for why she would want to hurt Moon Knight, uh, things like that. Huh?
0: Rather than just being maniacal, yeah. <laughs> messianic kind right. of guy.
1: She doesn't worship a Navigator God or anything. It's it's not, <laughs> it's not quite <laughs> it, that. It,
0: it's, it's a crocodile, my yeah. friend. Uh, we learned the difference refuse between to crocodiles.
1: I the difference between alligator and crocodiles.
0: Uh. <laughs> uh, we had to go over that quite a bit during Loki, I remember as well. <laughs> That's we one did. of the reasons. Um, so Spectre finally turns into Moon Knight here, and the first glimpse that we have of Moon Knight is... Moon Knight on top of a neon pyramid looking cool and brooding.
1: Yeah, yeah. He summons the suit and strikes a dramatic pose atop the pyramid. I don't remember if he was being held hostage at that point, but he escaped. To get out of the room. <laughs> it's a cool shot, but yeah, it's very silly. I like it.
0: The second shot of Moon Knight that we get is... Moon Knight diving off of a neon pyramid while Mm -hmm. people are blasting machine guns at him and then turning his cape into a crescent moon shape and gliding to the ground impenetrable. Sounds amazing. (laughs)
1: Yes, yes. It was too bad.
0: It was fucking cool. Yeah, Yeah. it was fucking cool. Some of this stuff I was like, oh shit, here it is. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, Moon Knight is a very dramatic looking character. He's a very ridiculous looking character and mm. i really fucking like it um i am still bummed out that so much of moon knight appears to be cgi'd though or motion yeah. captured to a full extent
1: yeah there are at least a few shots in this episode uh when he's not running or anything and it looks like a practical suit except for the the hood and the cape that it is entirely CGI in every shot. I assume uh, I can understand the need for that with the the hood since you want it to have a dramatic look each time and hoods don't really work like that in reality.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. And CGI in capes has been happening since the beginning of Batman, because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there are some CGI cape shots in, I know in the Schumacher movies, there's a bunch. And um, and I know there's some in, I believe there's some in like Batman Returns and stuff like that. There's like CGI cape a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: As early as that, they've been using that kind of technology, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, the the body of this suit looks like it, it's not like they're wrapped completely around him. So I don't understand why they're not using it more. It, It looks like just a chest plate. And then... Yeah, I can see how it's put together
0: a little bit more. Uh, Moon Knight is dispatching people with no mercy, (laughs) throwing moonarangs through their heads and Mm -hmm. pummeling them into what would be a pulpy mess. Um, Stuff that I'm saying out loud that sounds amazing. Um, And it does look cool, but... And I hate to sound like a heartless monster. I kind of <laughs> wish it was a little bloodier and more graphic and harder I hitting.
1: Don't mind sounding like a complete monster. I do wish it was a little bloodier. Not it had to be like shogun assassin <laughs> arterial sprays everywhere or anything. But yeah, just people bleed when you stab them. It's what happens. It's to not yeah. depict that even a little bit is reckless
0: yeah and you're a character who like being portrayed as someone who's cool with dispatching people Mm -hmm. with moonerangs to the neck which is slicing someone's (laughs) neck open you know what i mean um you are killing people with your bare hands right up against them with no mercy whatsoever Mm -hmm. um for there not to be any blood as a residual of this makes it feel very you know how we used to get wolverine back in the day yeah, and you yeah. know you'd see him dispatching people and you're <laughs> like how is this happening the guy's power is he grows claws and he gets stabbed you know what i mean
1: that's very true very true
0: and there's no blood on moon knight here either when like you know Chekhov's um javelin <laughs> match yeah uh, yeah <laughs> We see shirtless dudes with javelins fighting. Uh, Moon Knight stabbing him. Well, actually, all the way he, through.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they literally pin him to the ground.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. not Mark's fault that Moon Knight gets stabbed because halfway through this fight, Steven Grant starts being a pussy and mm-hmm. says like, "Let me take over. I'll talk them out of it." And yeah. then he does his whole like time out. Everyone chill the f out. Like trying, you know, the Marvel. Now I sound like a fucking neckbeard, yeah. man. Now I yeah, sound like a neckbeard.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> the Marvel, Marvel baby
1: stuff. Yeah,
0: <laughs> They really disney this thing. Yeah, you yeah.
1: Know? They gave me a version of Mr. Knight that just sucks. and <laughs> He looks kind of cool. Well, he does look cool, but I don't like this version of Mr. Knight at all. Uh,
0: Are you doubting that we're going to get our Warren Ellis, Mr. Knight, Moon Knight number five? The yeah, blade. yeah.
1: I don't. Uh they're gonna give it to us in street kills or something.
0: Would you be mad if you saw Mister Knight go through a roller coaster thing with a short round, a side a sidekick <laughs> with a little or a, a monkey with a little fez cap on? I,
1: I would not. I would and not. And he was on
0: a train car disaster with a bunch of henchmen chasing him.
1: I am curious to see what Jack Harley's Moon Knight costume is going to look like whenever we get that maybe if they make Mr. Knight's costume, that one too, that will redeem it somewhat. Uh assuming <laughs> They let Jake Lockley be a fucking monster.
0: <laughs> and it kind of appears that they're making Jake Lockley out to kind of, well, we can only assume that it's going to be Jake Lockley, right? Yeah, because, yeah. you know, Moon Knight has the three major, um, personas in the comic books where it's like Steven Grant is one of the side Mm. personas, Mark Spector is the main persona, and on the show, Mark Spector is like a box of rocks, basically. Yeah, Um,
1: yeah. He was a mercenary, but in in no personality there,
0: really. Nope. And... And these blank slate, and then we have Jake Lockley, who's like the wise, kraken street smart, cabby <laughs> New Yorker. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's not from New York. He's from Chicago, right? Um, I'm not
1: sure. Where he, well, he's from where Mark Spector from. I feel yeah, in reality.
0: I think Mark Spector might be a Chicago <laughs> oh, okay. crime fighter. Oh, yeah, So, chai Town, what up, I guess. But, uh, jake appears to be our mysterious uh third persona at the end of the day and maybe the show will completely redeem itself in terms of the bloodless and the violence and Mm -hmm. stuff like that you know what i mean and they're teeing everything up to this jake lockley reveal Because (laughs) I think I told you before, uh, Marvel boss Kevin Feige has said that the show is going to get really violent. And he's quoted as saying how it's been fun to work with Disney Plus and see the boundaries shifting on what we're able to do. There are moments when Moon Knight is wailing on another character and it's loud and it's brutal. And the knee jerk reaction is to say, we're going to pull up. We're going to pull back on this, right? No, we're not pulling back. There's a tonal shift, and this is a totally different thing. This is Moon Knight. So, I'm assuming we're going to see some, like, in the yeah. first episode, right? When fucking Mark woke up and he was, like, holding, like, an eyeball, pretty yeah. much, or something. Like, the in
1: the, st- in the serum was covered in blood,
0: Oh, much. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It was brutal. It, that, like, I want to see that. I want to mm-hmm. see that happen, you know? And why didn't that happen when they fought a bunch of dudes on horses?
1: Yeah, yeah. Without names. Uh, that would have been a good opportunity to just mess some people up. And instead uh Moonlight gets impelled a bunch and even that is kinda of bloodless. You can argue that it's because he's in his magical underwear or whatever. And
0: <laughs> what if I took away your magical underpants? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eddie. <laughs> I you wanted to call him Eddie. <laughs>
2: uh
1: yeah, yeah. Uh I don't know. Uh hopefully we do get to see something there.
2: After
0: next episode.
1: Uh, for God's uh, sake.
0: Please. Please. <laughs> well we do we'll get to it towards the end. Famous last words on the podcast are we we'll get to it eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Um pretty much we know that we're not getting any moon night next week by the well, end of this thing.
1: There's an argument. Uh there's a possibility that we won't. Uh yeah. Unless it's like a flashback or something like
0: that. If they do the full origin, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they'll do episode four, the origin. hmm But I still want to see Moon Knight fucking wailing some ass and then having some actual consequence. This thing feels kind of weightless and kind of bloodless and kind of toneless when mm-hmm. the action starts up, and that's a bummer because... Sometimes that stylization and that action stuff is what sets something apart from being good to great, and mm-hmm. the show doesn't have that stylistically for me yet. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't uh, even
1: ha- outside of the violence, uh, like Daredevil, none of the action here is as good as the worst action scene in the Daredevil Netflix series 100%. Uh, yeah,
0: and I think a lot of what the daredevil show was capable of doing that this show isn't capable of doing is having some eyes off of it during production Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, not let them, you know, be all over them and have it end (laughs) up be this kind of generic thing. Like I think that show kind of benefited from a little bit less oversight and letting its creators kind of like run with it where this show just feels very by the numbers, like ticking things off. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I'll
1: give them a little bit of a pass because I know Moon Knight isn't an easy character to adapt well because of how ridiculous and complicated it is, kind of. But at a certain point, I don't, I don't think it's a justification for having lame action.
0: No, and they have it set up like um, story be wise, and maybe that um, harbored a lot on the the actors and how they're doing with the story that they're they're given but like they are selling the audience on like who moon knight is what the deal is with mark what the deal is with steven and they're doing a great job with that like it's just if they sold it on this action it would go from being you know, a good show being well acted to this great thing where, oh, even the in-between stuff is fucking sick. Like, there's no memorable action in this for me. There is some really memorable imagery, and I'm not going to complain about seeing yeah, yeah. Moon Knight on a giant neon fucking pyramid, you know, or yes. diving into a moon thing. Yeah. You know?
1: Moon Knight's also a higher stakes character here than he is in the comics mostly. And he's not a street level as much
0: here no he's saving half the world right now he's on yeah. a big Doctor Strange mission and he's thing.
1: imagining this whole thing in which <laughs> they can't if they're going to do that they should have done pulled that rug out from under him somewhere <laughs> yeah. uh, that's going to be very disappointing yeah
0: this guy just ends up being like the warden at like whatever mental institution mm-hmm. he's at yeah maybe they will do that and touche marvel if you (laughs) do that halfway through and this show does take that that flip from solid to weird because even the weird like uh you and i have talked about shows like um legion you know noah hawley's legion and i think that show much like daredevil probably benefited from having a little less oversight on top of it than disney plus has and they were able to get really weird but build something really fucking cool you know, by yes. the end of it.
1: Yeah, I can't say that Legion is really much like the comic. <laughs> so, but it Probably for the be. best. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know you are not a fan of this character of Legion. I <laughs> can't say I blame you. It is. Uh, he's just there.
0: <laughs> Legion makes me laugh and think of a funny period of X-Men and a very funny <laughs> particular cover of, like, Legion kind of looking like Beavis and Butthead, like hunched mm. over and like having the, the really big hair and I know just, exactly what you're talking about yeah
1: yeah yeah. that's kind of what I think of too
0: huh? yeah and I just think of just like oh, Legion Legion such a silly character and mm. now he's one of the X-Men not allowed on uh Krakoa, Krakoa. Right? yeah yeah because yeah. they have like no uh telepaths pretty much except for X and and uh Mean Gene um <laughs> one of my uh favorite parts of this episode is um well actually midnight man gets on his horse and goes to like joust with uh (laughs) moon knight and he rescues the girl instead of getting him but before disappearing on his horse in a cloud of smoke uh moon knight gets him with a thing Mm -hmm. with a moon so you're like oh is midnight man dead or is he alive and um to hammer home the midnight thing this i really did like was uh they're like, we got to get to the desert and something, the star map thing. And uh, as they're walking away and on to their next uh, Tomb Raider adventure, um, you see Kanchu on top of a bell tower striking midnight and him saying like, tick tock, Mark yes. Spectre, yeah, tick tock.
1: Yeah. You, you caught more of this than I did in that I just thought it was funny. he was saying tick tock while standing on a clock. It was very on the nose and silly. Very uh, silly. Yeah, yeah, but you made the connection with it being Midnight and the Midnight Man and all of that. Which, yeah, it was
0: a great catch. Bravo, bravo fucking <laughs> Marvel. Like, that is a very funny thing, and I do like seeing an Egyptian god being witty and saying mm-hmm. puns of the guy's, you know, name on top of a clock. That is uh, definitely in my bag. I was very happy. Sure, I'm
1: all about the showmanship. Yes,
0: He's a big drama mama, and I appreciate it. I do like Kancho more and more as it goes. Um, he's just <laughs> I, I agree
1: with you there. Like Steven Grant is growing more annoying to me, but Conchou is kind of going the opposite way, where I wasn't completely sold on his voice actor, uh, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of just growing on me more and more. So it's good.
0: Yeah, it's um getting progressively sillier and bigger too mm-hmm. with Conchu. Like Khonshu kind of ramping up to like kind of being Gandalfy every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where he's just kind of this crazy wizard bird thing, yeah. just kind of floating around being silly. Um, and I do appreciate all that. Um, Mark and Layla take the stolen like sarcophagus flesh with the star chart. Uh, that they stole from the tomb out to the desert to, like, tape it together and make a constellation so they can learn where Ammit's tomb is. Right? They stole yes. the skin of a sacred magi. Well, I don't from know. If it was a, skin
1: or just like his burial wrappings or something. It, yeah.
0: Yeah. So something they had the thrice-ness. Yeah, so yeah, they had to steal something from an ancient magi's tomb to find out uh, what the star chart is so they can coordinate the ancient burial place of a crocodile god or something mm-hmm. like that. That's what's going on in this story, <laughs> which all sounds great on paper, by the way. Yeah. Um, and um, this is where as part of me thinks, did Stephen grant get created by mark um like was stephen grant always there with mark and um is that why mark is like attracted to layla and all this egypt stuff you know what i mean or did all this layla and egypt stuff create stephen grant later on in life so he would be better in situations like this and just be like the convenient guy who knows everything about exactly what they're doing i think
1: it's that I think that after Mark had to, uh, well, I guess they were together with Steven in the picture in some capacity, but it just seemed like the the part of him that most connected with her, I guess, formed his yeah. own identity and yeah. apparently knows more than her since she explains stuff to Layla in this scene, which is kind of weird to me, but whatever. Yeah
0: he man mansplains are the stars. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Yeah. uh, Is he the, um, the jock that joined the drama club to get laid or the (laughs) drama kid who got jacked to play football to get laid? You know what I mean? Chicken Uh, or the egg. Um, (laughs) So uh, it is pretty funny where, um, you know, he's talking in the reflection because they'll, I'm sure they do cuts for it, but I like to imagine Oscar Isaac looking like towards Layla and mm-hmm. saying something as Mark and then turning and just him talking to his own reflection in this funny British, uh, yeah. you know, voice all in the same tape. Cause it is very silly. Um, and then him taking over as Steven, he like grabs all these things and a bunch of duct tapes and yeah, drags her out to the stars and like tapes it together. And Explains a bunch of nonsense and it ends up being like an arts and crafts, like star basically, which is very silly. Yeah, yeah, just very like you're on an American flag, pretty much the
1: shape of this thing. Yeah,
0: Uh and then uh, Layla whips out like the most conveniently placed star app of all time and like takes a picture of it on like a three dimensional. Yeah, yeah, like iPad.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, yes. And then they find out that they actually don't need the current starter uh, thing, they need one specific to 2,000 years ago when this chart was made. And I could have sworn there was an app for that exact thing.
0: There has to be, there has Does to need be
1: a start on any given night in history. Yeah, I'm I could have sworn I read something about that, but
0: there has to be. If not an app, there has to be like a human being or someone with Mm -hmm. the mental capacity (laughs) out there to know what the stars look like from a very specific place in the world at a very specific point in history. And they would be able to use all this crazy scientific research and have to do all this complicated math to figure out exactly what those stars are and then to replicate them on some sort of digital surface and project it back at you in an entertainment fashion. It would take a genius or an app to uh, to do that. Um, we're lucky yeah. <laughs> that on this world we have uh, the one Jimmy James Cameron himself who did this exact thing yes. for the movie yes. Titanic um, as a the ocd guy he was he needed the stars to match perfectly where leo dio's dreamy eyes were drifting off into space looking up at the stars thinking of kate winslet yelling at him and teaching Mm -hmm. him how to use forks which is like the first like 20 30 minutes of that movie um and i couldn't help but think like they're you know what the fuck here? You know what I mean? Like, it did make me think of Titanic, like, yeah, right well, away. Yeah, well, I
1: know it did. I, and I knew it was going to make you think of that. And, like, we never saw the scene. I was like, oh, well, John's not going to have to work hard at all to bring up James Cameron
0: this week. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean we got... Um you know avatar 2 coming out later <laughs> on there in the avatars here, so you,
1: you could have branched off from that scene too I
0: guess yeah yeah, yeah. We, we previously got to bring up avatars in the last one so they are making it easier for us to bring out uh, maybe because the next uh, the first avatar was in the trees and the second one's going to be underwater maybe the third one will be the sand and James Cameron will master the he'll upgrade sand tech from Stephen <laughs> Summers. <laughs> cgi'd baby faces (laughs) in sand to to like actual sand people like walking around and talking no 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 like cgi'd sand people who live out in the sand much like the uh the tribes in titanic he'll do the same thing for sand that he did for trees and he's about to do for water and change everything but uh (laughs) conchu's solution for this rather than like you know, invent a mathematician personality inside of uh, Stephen. Maybe conchu created Stephen in this fractured brain to help Mark out in these, uh, these eventful situations. And he's been taking advantage of uh, this fractured personality to create things that are conveniently placed <laughs> at certain yeah. places in uh, time. I
1: don't know. He doesn't seem to like Stephen much. He has about the same <laughs> opinion of him that I do
0: maybe Jake just the personality. Attached, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Steven is convenient for all these things, but their solution for, <laughs> for remembering these things is, um, them literally saying out loud, Oh, I wonder what the stars were like on that night. And Konshu saying, I remember the stars on that night. I remember them on every night. And then being really dramatic and like wandering into the mm-hmm. desert. And telling uh Stephen Grant to do as I do and them like doing a magic uh a hand, like hand thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It's, a,
1: it's a really cool shot, really. I, I mm-hmm. assume they spent some money here too. Uh mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it's that expensive, but whatever.
2: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was very
0: funny. Um and I'm curious if that was actually Oscar Isaac in <laughs> any of this stuff or it was just, you know, his voice, like him in a, uh, a booth while they had him for Spider-Man saying stuff, you know, yeah, and having yeah. him do two things at the same time for him, you know? Like so much of the stuff with any mask on during this show. I wonder how much Oscar Isaac was actually there for any of it because some of it is very silly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Him turning back the stars to this perfect time allows for Layla to like sync her, her digital iPad thing up with the star charts and like figure Mm -hmm. out like, Oh, I triangulated on Emmett's tomb. Yeah. Yeah. Now we know, and we can go on to our next Tomb Raider mission, like bust open the tomb and maybe ride a railroad cart with a monkey and a hat with like a little Mets hat on, you know, screaming about, uh, no small potatoes um <laughs> um but it uh winds conchu up in uh in god jail because it's like <laughs> pissing the the other gods up mm-hmm. like off so much they're already in their xena chamber doing like a magic hand dance like with their oh, their yeah. eyes with the raiden blue <laughs> <laughs> like chanting kalima already you know
1: yeah 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 they were they were ready to go. They had the unimind all powered up and yeah.
0: I would have rather a movie about these gods than the Eternals, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I don't know. That that's tough. That's tough. If they gave them the actual god voice, then yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If we got to see people with crocodile heads. Then, yes. yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. That is kind of the determining factor for mm.
0: me. Uh, I'm hoping eventually we will see a crocodile creature come out of, uh, you know, a CGI thing mm-hmm. and a CGI Moon Knight punching a crocodile creature in yeah, like yeah. A,
1: And it is uh, enough of a wacky design that I won't be as hard on the CGI for it.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> that that's a fun thing to see. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I'm not going to complain too much. Um, They do the Raiden and I powwow around a little statue. Well, it's not a statue. It's like a rock that's being carved into a statue. Yeah,
1: yeah. I assume it's the thing that they call it for Amit where she's locked in a statue. Uh, I assume what the stair was pointing towards for her. Uh, Oh, Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's just
0: that it's the same sort of actual deal. The conchu screams to, <laughs> to what's his name? He's like, listen, let Mark know he needs to save me. Like, you're not gonna be able to do this. This is like the the rules of this this trade. Like, you gotta get me out of this mm-hmm. this rock cave, you know? Um and then for the third or fourth time I stopped counting, conveniently Harrow <laughs> is like in <laughs> on this this god powwow and um you know asked the um Osiris avatar, like, do you think he can hear me? And they're like, you know, yes, we believe they can. And he's like, Good, I'm gonna shit talk this uh
1: leaves the room while I admit my guilt
0: (laughs) yeah and and tell you why this is your fault
1: you really are an incompetent avatar (laughs)
0: yeah you did this to me dad (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's him screaming or me screaming anymore but um yeah it is it is very silly and you know uh, it kind of ends on the the maniacal Ethan Hawk like cackling cliffhanger, yeah. you know, like "I'll yeah, yeah. get you," um, and our heroes are on their quest, you know, go save fucking them from unhatching this monster without um, the magical powers and advice of uh, the dramatic Concho which is bumming me out because I don't want a full issue without Khonshu, or a full episode without Khonshu, and Moon Knight. And I feel like that's what they're taking from us, right?
1: I thought the same thing, yeah. Yeah. This this feels more like a uh, cost-cutting measure than a thought development, almost. Uh, Maybe they will have uh, Khonshu hold up in a metaphysical derelict apartment building that more expect to fight to the top of and uh,
0: maybe we'll have a cool stylish uh, flourish of action mm-hmm. but we're not going to have it with the Moon Knight suit
1: next which week which can't yes even if we did get such a thing here, yeah.
0: unless maybe it's all a dream thing mm-hmm. and he wakes up and it's not really it and we get the fight club bit of it you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Because that could happen still, right? It it could. Is this just wishful thinking on our parts, Travis? I think it is. I think
1: it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, I is think this, we know what we're getting at this point with this show.
0: Yeah, I, I have a feeling too. Um, Do you have anything else that you want to say about the plot and breaking down anything on the episode, or do you want to wrap up with the final thoughts on the episode and our overall rating?
1: What's the final
2: thoughts?
0: Okay. Tell us how you really feel. Let's rate this. Travis, as you know, we here at the MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast rate everything from one to six infinity stones. One being the worst, six being the best. This is not a one out of five. This is not a one out of ten. This is not a star based system. This is strictly one to six. We could change it to one out of five scarabs if you'd like calling an audible, but I, I always you have my rating this
1: audible last week as well, and I rejected <laughs> your advances.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. I reject your hypothesis. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> One out of six. Uh, what do you give the third episode of Moon Knight? The friendly type.
1: Okay. Uh, with as much bitching and whining and griping as I did this episode, it's still like a, a four out of six for me. Like, if it continues at this rate, though, it's not going to be uh that at the, like, the wrapped-up complete score for the series, uh because they've taken enough time for me. I, I've told you before, where if a movie is over a certain length, and I'm not loving it, then I'm hating it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing with the series. You can be okay for an episode or two, but... I need you to wrap
0: it up. Uh, And with three episodes, we're already at the halfway point now where again, like everything that has happened so far on Moon Knight has been totally passable and totally serviceable and, and totally necessary for the character of Moon Knight, because with all understanding, it's a superhero that deals with dissociative identity disorder and also features a large pantheon of mythological egyptian stuff and it's all like a lot and Mm -hmm. i think it's done a serviceable job from a storytelling point um world building Um, i guess yeah yeah i think that harbors on a studio that really knows how to do that stuff really well and a system that knows how to do that stuff really well and also two really and three really animatic performances with uh oscar isaac the girl who plays layla and ethan Hawke, just going all out and just Mm -hmm. being like you know striking (laughs) cinematic presences doing something Mm -hmm. um but it has a real workman like quality to it, mm-hmm. uh, that feels really by the numbers. And Moon Knight's not a really by the numbers character, like, yeah. as much as he's like a C or a D list character. He's they a have really, a lot
1: of fun visually with this character, and yeah, I don't think there's enough potential there.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a bummer because again, like I had to point them out and like stop to point them out when we were talking about them. Like, there's a shot in this episode of Moon Knight on top of like a glowing neon yellow pyramid, mm-hmm. and it's so striking and sick. But once he starts jumping into action, it just kind of becomes sameness. Mm-hmm and um i think a lot of it being cgi and not being really direct um has led to it just not having anything stylish about it you know and mm-hmm. it feeling very seamsy and not a lot of thought was put into the actual action there are a couple really striking shots of know, it you know you i know, hate to complain about it there are a few it.
1: moments in the action that are good but overall i won't remember it uh, a
0: week from now <laughs> no um yeah i would give this episode like a three and a half out of six infinity stones
1: okay, so it's deteriorated a bit for
0: you yeah yeah because again like moon knight is capable of doing something very strange and all out mm-hmm. um and and again like the story has been complicated and and crazy you know and and it's yeah, yeah. doing a very good job like you know Telling a complicated and crazy story about a guy with a mental illness who is dealing with all this crazy mythological god stuff, but you could do something very zany and and nuts and bonkers. Yeah, yeah. With Like we have
1: complained about the lack of blood, but that's not the only way you can do Moon Knight. You can go like with Jeff Lemire's take, where it's trippier
0: and yeah, trippier and weird and. Yeah. And and Marvel television isn't scared to do trippy and weird, as mm-hmm. we've seen with like, you know, yeah, WandaVision didn't end up being like trippy and weird for the whole thing. It turned into a Marvel yeah, yeah. fight scene for the last episode, but like they experimented a little bit there. and mm-hmm. They experimented a little bit in the storytelling for like Loki and um well Hawkeye.
1: Yeah, I can say Hawkeye had more artistic flourish.
0: Yeah. Exactly. When they were just trying to do a straight ahead, you know, like Shane Black, um, lethal weapon style, like romp of an action, like those Hawkeye scenes like were executed with very direct purpose. And like I think of like the the car scene with the arrows, like the fake one take. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a lot of like people punching. You know, it's just (laughs) charismatic stuff happening and it's just being shot really well. And this hasn't had like a lick of that yet. Mm. Like a lick of that yet. And it hasn't had a lick of the bizarre, like, storytelling and like meta kind of fuck with you stuff that the first four (laughs) episodes of WandaVision had, five episodes of WandaVision had. You know what I mean? Um, It just kind of is stuck in the Marvel sameness that I hope they break a little bit for just even if it's like two episodes of just like something strange you yeah. know I I would be happy you know
1: I agree
0: are we being cantankerous uh sound off on the Facebook group if we're being cantankerous bastards about Moon Knight the thing that we just keep like half praising and half <laughs> bashing <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: you can love something but also admit it's flawed uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, you could love something and then fall asleep five minutes after you love it. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah and you could live your life like that for fucking 36 years and just, you know, wake up one day screaming about it uh, in a microphone. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about a little bit of comic book and movie and news related stuff sure, before sure. we... there's no like MCU news really this week. Other than I, I will say that there's a lot of ramp up for multiverse of madness, yes. which
1: a lot of new, like little teasers and things like right that. I've not been watching. I've seen enough. I, yeah.
0: I was going to ask if you had been watching them. You didn't watch the one that was called like revenge or whatever this week.
1: Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I'm sure I'm seeing, like one or two of them, but I'm not seeking them out. Uh,
0: yeah they are hyping the movie up a lot i think for the general audience with them they Mm -hmm. show like you know nothing like really new but it'll be like baron mordo doing the chosen one speech from the first one over like new footage of like scarlet witch like ripping apart ultron robots and i'm like okay this is cool like for like a 30 second thing um that probably airs before an ad on youtube or something like that for the next month straight um but they're in interviews with this thing saying um, it has more um, like cameo and fan service moments than mm-hmm. Endgame and Infinity War and yeah, no, way no Way Home, way Home. Can Yeah, learn. I saw that
1: too. I have my doubts about that, but we'll see. Huh? Yeah, is it going no to have the Red Skull? Is that...
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it Hugo Weaving playing the Red Skull yeah, or yeah, is it the guy from skull. The Walking Dead? Yeah. Yeah. We need to know how many prosthetics are there. You're telling
1: there me are. that the Nazis didn't win in any multiverse? Come on now.
0: <laughs> what if Olivia Munn came out in Psylocke? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like Kelsey Grammar Beast. I <laughs> thought you were going Munn.
1: to talk about uh, Olivia Munn in her Psylocke oh, bikini at Auschwitz. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that's where you were headed. And. Uh, if,
0: if anyone has the photos, post them in the MCU Beyond Infinity podcast uh, Facebook group of uh, Olivia Munn being photographed by like TMZ and paparazzi in her Psylocke outfit filming mm-hmm. <laughs> a movie at Auschwitz with a... Um, certified sex offender Oh God! <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what i mean yeah. the whole situation's so fucked up you know like whatever the news article was whatever it came out in whatever spot like i was looking at like in the line at a grocery store mm-hmm. i was like oh that is a really funny one um, yeah yeah it's awful but yeah just mm-hmm.
1: wildly inappropriate and that's funny yes
0: what if uh, Kelsey Grammer was a member of the Illuminati as Beast? Like, what would the most ludicrous Marvel? Like, what if it was Kelsey Grammer as Beast, um, Dolph Lundgren as Punisher? <laughs> 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 um, I would be on
1: board for Dolph Lundgren as and, uh, like a multiversal,
2: uh,
0: yeah.
1: Punisher. Yeah, I mean Chris Evans as the Human Torch is a, another one where. For- I What a waste that would be, but it would be kind of funny. But
0: Or Hasselhoff as Nick Fury.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. we had Hasselhoff in uh, Guardians 2, but yes.
0: Oh, yeah. Hasselhoff was in Guardians 2. Yeah, too. just a brief yeah.
1: cameo. It, it, when, one of the jokes that did not land in my theater at all. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, Hasselhoff's still like that dude at heart. He still like had a big <laughs> musical career. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no offense, like, no, David Hasselhoff, you're doing just fine. We're big oh, yeah, fans. yeah. <laughs> um, just like, what it, What would the most ludicrous Illuminati members be if it was just Beast, Psylocke, Hasselhoff, um, Toad, I <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, yeah, Toad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Halle just... Berry. <laughs> oh, God,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm you looking know. forward to uh, a new storm
0: yeah me too i i would love to see storm done right she would be Mm. a great like the african lore part i hate to sound like that lore part of um of of the x-men is such great like start of universe stuff and you know like the whole idea of like you know life and stuff coming from africa would like make sense to kind of you know you could do it now like with the moon knight of it all and the mm-hmm. like panther of it all and stuff like that like storm would be a fucking sick character you know like um what's it called apocalypse would be a sick and easy character kang would be an easy thing to bring in here you know what i mean oh, yeah. with moon knight ever so. get, uh,
1: some of our egyptian villains interacting like uh, kang is roma and apocalypse and
0: <laughs> could we ever see um jonathan out. majors yeah. laying down on his side with like a pharaoh helmet on <laughs> yeah, 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 mmm, yeah. delicious you know like having <laughs> like grapes fed to him like he'd in a spot in futurama oh yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah. Oh. yeah that would be a blast and a half if we could ever see that do you think they would ever have apocalypse again do you think in 15 years we'll get an apocalypse uh age of apocalypse movie
1: I I don't know. Like I assume at some point because no one gave a fuck about that movie, so I don't think it'll be uh too much to reboot it. And I also think Mr. Sinister will be one of the oh. earlier villains and with the way he ties in with Apocalypse, it seems like if you're gonna do Sinister you have to do Apocalypse shortly after.
0: Of course. But we need Sinister so bad. Yeah, like he's kind of like Traverse. the
1: biggest X Men villain that they haven't taken a crack at, despite them teasing him a bunch of times.
0: They teased him for as like the big bad, pretty much of the reboot X Men of the second gen X Men, the Fastbender fucking McElvoy X Men, like that yeah, whole yeah. second chapter of. Fox. He,
1: he's teased in the in Deadpool two, like the orphanage was supposed to be one of his fucking things going on, and then he's teased in, mutants. He
0: was yeah,
1: they catch John Hamm. To play
0: him. Yeah. Uh, so. And he's teased in all the Logan movies too. And yeah. Essex was the was the genetic facility of Weapon X and Apocalypse,
2: mm-hmm.
0: who like took his DNA and like sold it. Oh yeah. Right?
1: I think so. I think so. It uh, was all yeah, like Essex for like on the brink a bunch of times. He's a guy to cool Lord, so there's no reason, no reason to not do that.
0: And you know why Sinister likes being bad to the bone?
1: I'm afraid to ask why.
0: Because he is bad to the bone. Mister Sinister <laughs> is bad because he has so much fun being bad. Oh uh, yeah, and yeah. that is the only reason I, he is bad. and I he hope is that they the best. Do
1: like <laughs> how he's depicted in the of X series. You say what you will about Jonathan Hickman's run on the X Men, but the sassy uh, gay Mister Sinister is fucking golden. And yeah.
0: He is just like a ridiculous person who's so bored and does ridiculous, ridiculous yes. things. Yeah. And there's like no purpose to the magic gemstone that he wears in his forehead <laughs> other than it just being...
1: Well, that's what's fun about it. Like, yeah, they, he's constantly comparing his costume. It's ridiculous with other characters who have similarly ridiculous costumes like in the competition.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it's very, very fun.
0: Uh, they have to make doors specifically for Mr. Sinister because his shoulder pads are just too wide to walk in. He has uh, to walk yeah. into everything like sideways, like tilted, because he can't just walk head-on <laughs> because it's just like his shoulder pads are too in bloom yeah, yeah. to uh, do anything. I
1: don't know how they would justify that looking like in live action, but if they're going to introduce him, I can go harder to go home, it's...
0: yeah. Uh, John Hamm would have been fun because yeah, he yeah. goes hard. He and he's a fun guy. Famed St. Louis Blues fan. John Hamm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Friend
0: yeah, he would been part. a really good pick potentially. Uh, yeah. Um, the news. The news. Other than <laughs> <laughs> other than seeing thirty second multiverse of madness. Yes, yes. The,
1: uh, this is what happens
0: when we podcast after midnight, Travis. It is. It is.
1: Sorry. Uh the other thing is. Uh, Discovery wanting to overhaul their DC movies thing which doesn't sound like the worst idea on paper but then like hearing their report that they were wanting a business guy and not necessarily a creative guy just someone that can have everyone getting along that sounds awful to me
2: Uh, yeah
0: that sounds like it might interfere with things that came out during the pandemic that were really good or things that don't make Warner Brothers any money that are actually really good like all their HBO Max stuff like why, why are we making this Doom Patrol and why are we making this the Suicide Squad movie or this the Peacemaker show or this Harley Quinn animated thing like why are we doing any of these things that don't make us any money um, that that makes me worried yeah uh, mm-hmm. I, I hope that they keep things for their creative value not as well just, as yes. not just their dollar point value or not just their having people get along value. You know mm. what I mean?
1: I want some stuff that's not just Superman and Batman. I know that we'll always get those. Um,
0: you said you don't want Superman because I... no, want no, no. Them I said actually...
1: I don't want just them, but okay. they're the most bankable, so... Superman we'll is for not
0: <laughs> unfortunately. Superman, I think, is like the fifth not most likable character. Oh. Yeah. I would go for DC. <laughs> this is like my my honest ranking. Yeah, yeah. My okay. top five. My top five is Batman, obviously.
1: Mm-hmm. Joker. Okay.
0: Harley Quinn. Then this is Superman or Batman in four.
1: Okay. okay.
0: With an Aquaman. I mean, Superman or Aquaman. You know what I mean? Because okay. technically, well, yeah, yeah. Aquaman, Aquaman has had a movie dollars. make a billion and a half dollars. <laughs> Superman <laughs> has never had a movie make a billion and a half That's dollars. That's true. Uh, That's insane. I that don't is... understand
1: how Aquaman made a billion and a half dollars. <laughs> I love that movie. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's for seven-year-old boys watching that movie and just being like, "What the hell?" I mean, I am saw it more than once in theater, but yeah, I didn't pay. You
1: you, too. A billion and a half yeah. fighting I don't...
0: Thank you, whoever. <laughs> I saw it three times in theaters. I saw it one time, and I and I vigorously masturbated. I saw it a second time and wore looser pants so I could do that, but I brought a bouquet of flowers that I just threw at the screen when it yeah, ended. Yeah. I saw it a third when time where I had to, to work the on the, the streets the and just get a thousand. Strong- uh, Octopus drum. That's when I brought golden plated Academy Awards that I had made, and I threw them through the screen. The third viewing. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. That movie is such a silly fever dream of a fucking movie that made them a billion and a half dollars. So I hope they stick on those tracks. Mm-hmm. There's reports that Patty Jenkins is no longer working with uh, Warner Brothers, but I don't know how valid they actually are. And, oh yeah. what it is but and again like wonder woman 2 is a very silly movie that i don't think is a good movie that like (laughs) i liked that i watched yeah yeah.
1: that is one of those movies where i knew you would like it just because the the tone the the good hearted nature of it more than it being a good flick.
2: Yeah.
0: I uh, I think that movie could have been cut down and reorganized probably to a solid 2 hours but there's just a lot of it happening yeah. in that movie but I think they get the tone right. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um and I like to benefit Patty Jenkins with that tone and that was like her reason because I heard uh, interview with her before that movie came out where she said you know I want the entire third of act of this movie to be Wonder Woman explaining to some dude why something <laughs> is a bad idea yeah. and just being like this motherly figure like listen to me like I'm telling you this is not right you know aren't you better than this and that guy being like you're right Wonder Woman I am better than this and I was like you know that's kind of cool like get it Batty Jenkins for for that that sounds right up my alley and yes that happens at the end of this movie with a weird Pedro Pascal screaming but that is still a really fucking like long fucking movie with, it like, is, it is. and it's got the kitchen sink thrown into it <laughs> in the worst way possible yes. like there's like an Olympic like little Wonder Woman yeah, like yeah. cheating they scene.
1: made her well they wanted to make her choose between either the opening mole scene or the opening uh, competition scene and she fought for it and got both and the studio should have won. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to kill one of your darlings with that one. Uh,
0: yeah, because the mall scene's great. And yeah, yeah.
1: Sense. I like the mall scene more than the, uh, the competition scene. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the competition scene made no sense because ah. it was like, you either cheat or you die. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It,
1: it doesn't make sense narratively at all. Like there, it, it seems to be setting up for something for later and then it just doesn't really link up right.
0: Uh, and then there's the whole like Gal Gadot was sexually assaulting some guy's body, but he looked like Dreamy Chris Pine, Pr- <laughs> <laughs> so like wolf- that part's like amazing to me because they're already using magic to <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. do all this, so
1: you can't yes. just bring the guy back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're
0: using a magic wishing rock, is what they're using. Yeah, in this part yeah, yeah.
2: There are limits. I guess. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Pedro Pascal screams like a used car salesman on television. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, very silly thing. Um, But I do hope that this revamp saves certain things like Superman and it turns, you know, franchises that haven't done so well, like maybe a justice league movie, but done by someone well with all these people would be good. You know what I mean? Who knows? You know, Mm -hmm. like, I hope they take the right, Things and do the. I hope they do the right thing and they make good movies. <laughs> I'm very concerned whenever I hear something like this because it sounds like, oh boy, you know, we've been through this before. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is how we got the Schneiderverse. Be
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. Like this could be bad, and Warner Brothers has had like a string of bad luck over the past couple of years, right. and they're kind of like historically, you know, you know, I kind of shit on Warner, but historically, like Warner is a solid studio that's like put out good shit for 100 years you know what i mean like they made chinatown and like clockwork orange you know what i mean like come on it's warner brothers you know um it just sucks that they got bought by a cell phone company and now the company that owns oprah so hopefully they'll (laughs) be okay (laughs) um and yeah, we'll see. You know, all the stuff with The Flash, too, and, like, that movie just <laughs> further going down the rabbit hole of not actually existing. I can't wait in this world. to see it.
1: I, uh... Yeah. I, who knows?
0: When do you think we'll see it? 2023? Yeah, yeah.
1: 2024? Yeah.
0: 2023, like... 2023. Like do you think uh, Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg will invent a cosmic treadmill, and that's the only thing that's going to allow us to buy... <laughs> Flash tickets is us owning a cosmic treadmill owned by Meta or Tesla, you know?
1: I don't. I know that you don't think it exists. Uh, (laughs)
0: They're
1: finished filming. They're going to throw that footage together in some capacity and throw some fucking CGI on top of it.
0: Well, images of Michael Keaton in his bat suit came out from the Mm -hmm. Flash this week, and guess what? It looks like Michael Keaton's bat suit.
1: <laughs> yeah, more or less, more or less. You get the bright yellow uh, symbol in the middle, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And it looks like uh, Michael Keaton's face in it, so that's the thing. Hey, that's, this all uh...
1: checks out, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, do you have any additional news to talk no, about? No,
1: no, that was pretty much it this week.
0: All right, we are halfway through Moon Knight, Travis. Mm-hmm and uh we here we kind of think we're gonna run for our money here but we're hoping not we have wishful thinking so please stay tuned with us next week please 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 uh you can find us at the mcu beyond infinity podcast at gmail.com uh I said that backwards. You can email us at the mcu beyond infinity podcast at gmail.com. You can find us at the MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast Facebook group. Um until next time, I am John.
1: I'm Travis.
0: And we are Dry then